Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Very quick message before we get started this week. We've teamed up with Who Knows Wins for December. And Dave Alt, congratulations. £796.57p better off. You jammy bugger. Nice little Christmas bonus. Eight of the ten predictions correct. So well deserved, Dave. Well de- d- Drinks on Dave. Drinks on Dave. But we go again this week. We've got another under the costly with Who Knows Wins. If you don't know where it works, everybody chucks a fiver in. Ten games. You make your predictions. Top three take the pot. We were over 1,200 quid in the pot this week. And I reckon we could top that again this weekend. So if you fancy getting involved, all you're going to do, go over to the App Store, Google Play, search Who Knows Wins, sign up, join the league, £5 in the pot, make your ten predictions, and off we go. Who knows? You might do a Dave. And get some extra spending for Christmas. In other news, Ray Parler this weekend, Elf from Terrace Club London. There's still some tickets available. What are you doing? 25 quid. Get on over to the Eventbrite. The link's in the description as well. It'd be good to see you. Bring your mates. Bring bring anybody. Bring everybody. And then, as always, before we get started, huge thanks to everybody who signed up to the Patreon, continuing to support the podcast. We've got the Tom Bowler coming up this week. Uh, top prize, I believe, so I'm told, a shirt signed by the second best player in the world, according to the world's journalist. Yes, Mr. Virgil van Dijk. Yes. How about that for a top prize? And not just that, we've got numerous other prizes. So the tombola wheel shall be a turning and we'll be announcing the winner by the end of the week. So if you're not already, join up to the second tier of the Under the Cost Private Members Club and be involved in the Tombola as well as getting those two extra episodes every month. And each week's episode's 24 hours in advance. All you've got to do is go to www.patreon.com slash underthecosh and you can join the Private Members Club, right? I think that's it. That's everything on my list. Should we get going? How are we doing, gentlemen? Good afternoon. Here we are again. Yes, back once again. There's a song there somewhere. There is, Renegade Master. How are we, lads? Good. Everybody good? Good? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Looking forward to Christmas? I haven't started my shopping yet. Oh, I'll, I'll be starting 23rd, 24th-ish, me. Petrol station job, mate. Petrol station. Wow, well, what you're gonna get? What you're gonna get, get, get rows of fucking dunny <laughs> can of petrol? <laughs> <A> magic train. <laughs> magic yeah, train. Gallon of letter, please, mate. <laughs> Tick tacks again. You can get some good um, electrical stuff from petrol. Like you know the earphones and little gadgets for your car. Oh yeah. I've come away with like you know that thing that you put on your windscreen that holds your phone together. Oh yeah. Good. Oh, she's so gonna get a ride treat this year. Have you got anything constructive to say for all about John? We're not, we're not making oh, it a feature, are we? <laughs> uh, not making it a feature. If you're, you're two words, such fucking boring bastards, we could talk about your two, but 
Uh, well, I, I, tell you what I did watch the boxing match. The, uh, the YouTubers. Yeah, it was fucking brilliant. We were a proper scrap. <laughs> Would you get involved in did that? Did you? Uh, yeah, for charity, I'd have a boxing match. Let's talk about potential opponents. Oh yeah, this this has opened up. This could be me. Holding. That could be my training regime, couldn't it? Get yeah. fit for yeah. boxing. That's what we need. That's who, would, what, who would we get? You on? need a goal, don't you, at the end? So we need we need you an opponent. How has this happened? <laughs> I don't know. He's out there I, now. Fell off the chase. The big big bugger. <laughs> the big, I, he's not going to be a move. I'd rather, I'd rather fight him than fucking Dan <laughs> <Ann> Egerton. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine fucking Dan throwing your right ring. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, mate, but the boxing match were fucking were brilliant. KSI and... Yeah, I didn't see it. But I can't remember. You want to watch Logan it? Logan Paul. Oh? Logan Paul. Yeah, it might have been. Mm-hmm. Well, it were, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What were they like technically? Not bad. They've proper had a go like. like yeah, I'm going to watch it. But like trained properly. They weren't just like, you know, the old school grounds, <laughs> this school playground windmilling and all that. Yeah. They were proper. They put, they put the time and effort into yeah. the training. Yeah. Because it was professional, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, right. We're a proper card. I see that Skybet were doing odds for who his next opponent's going to be. And there were some absolute creatures on the list, like ex-reality TV show people and that. It's just a... Get us on. We'll, we'll play we'll, KSI. Yeah. Me and KSI. You can take him. Get us on. Eh? Do you reckon you could take him? No. I th- probably nah, not. I think, I think just keep at the end of your job. No, no, but it, 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 it were all right, him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but if it gets us some more YouTube subscribers, I'll get... I'll get... Yeah, I'll, I'll get shit. You've no chance, because you, you'll both have to go in the same weight bracket. I'll go shit. Well, he's going to have to put some timber on it, isn't he? <laughs> what do they call it? A thingy weight? When they, you come together? He's obviously lighter. Yeah. So you can have... T- yeah, so ways. you kind of meet in between. Right. So you might have to so shed. A, you might so have to shed a little bit. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to shed four stone. He's gonna have to put four on. Put the eight stone weight swing. <laughs> we haven't talked about um, Newcastle Villa. Oh yes. Yeah. What, what yeah. about Billy Maximus? Because he was he was terrible when we watched him, and yeah. then he, apparently he was mm. absolutely incredible against Man City. He might have watched the video. What I thought. I need to pull my finger out because them three dickheads off under the cosh are caning <laughs> me. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he. We would have really affected him, and uh, can't believe that they didn't like the cabbage in. Mm. No, it was, it that was, was funny. Fur attempt, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'll be. Honest, I, I thought you'd have been refused entry. I did at all. I, I, I thought if somebody's trying to get cabbage in, he's going to get fucked off here. They're not going they to can't. Know. It's a they weapon. Can't stop you. A weapon? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'd class it as a weapon. Well, it could be. I've never seen Brucey. You've never, you've never seen a film, have you? You're like with gang, gang warfare, and one throws a cabbage at other one. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, if, if you've got a cabbage full whack on Ed, mm. you're going to feel Front it. Court, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. It won't be sore, but I don't. I, I won't class it as an offensive weapon. Yeah, they make you take the bloody lids off your bottle, plastic yeah. bottles. Yeah, that, that's, that fucking pisses me off, that. You know what I mean? You know, if you're not wanting to do a full co- bottle of Coke in, in one sitting, bollocks, innit? Yeah. You break, be, the bu- you break the bubbles as well, so it goes flat straight away. There could be a. Uh, <laughs> if I want to get scientific, <laughs> there could be a. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> Hawkins. <laughs> There could be a uh, what fruit and veg could you take in? What can't you take in? Because obviously a cabbage is seen as an offensive. It's a, it's a very good question. Banana? Can you take a banana in? Surely, well, I mean one banana. What's good? You know, if you're going to eat it, or an apple? Can you take an apple in? The thing is, that would hurt more than the cabbage. <laughs> an apple? A Granny Smith on back at head. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're seeing stars for a good 15, 20 seconds with a Granny, <laughs> granny a Granny Smith on back of your fucking napper. What? I know it you would get some pace on it. You get more pace on an apple than a cabbage. It'd be, like, it'd be like a cricket ball at back of your head, wouldn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> What's got you the Granny Smith bit? <laughs> Should we put the uh, Granny Smith is the the one that is, you won't want it. They're almost as hard as Pink Lady's not doing nothing. They're almost as hard as cooking apples, aren't they? Oh, yeah. The Granny Smiths. Mm. You could eat the evidence. Oh, yeah. But yeah, well, 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 I couldn't get it though. Are you like take a pat? Are you like take a pat lunch into a game then? Serious? I've never tried, but are you? Surely, surely. surely. But what if you've got, as we say, an apple in? Mm. <laughs> Carrots? Carrots? It's just the fact that it was in your hood. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> if, if somebody hits you over head with a carrot, man, that's going to be sure. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Any other fruit and vegetable could take in? Cucumber? Can you take a cucumber in? <laughs> oh! Are you, are, you, are you smuggling it in? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh! This passes that vastly, I'm taking this, co- I'm taking this cucumber in. They'll never, they'll never check up there. <coughs> Grealish, good player, very good player, by the way. He was. He was looking good as well. Because uh, mm. I, I thought I didn't know if he'd be able to go to that next level, but after seeing him the other night, I think he, I think he's, he's got a chance of, of doing it. Well, we've gone from talking about cucumbers as a weapon to trying to have a serious talk. chat about Jack Grealish. Well, we're always saying that we're like a roller coaster, aren't we? <laughs> he's like, yeah, oh. come in. <laughs> Should we get him in? Let's get him in. <laughs> He's just turned up. Are you alive? All right, lads. Michael Gray. How we, we doing, doing, boys? All right, Mickey. How are we doing? Yeah. Thanks for coming. It's all right. Another Sunderland hero of mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many you got? You can't have many. There's not well, many. I said Clark, he was a former hero, but then he fucked <laughs> up, didn't he? So uh, he was on my shit list. <laughs> Nash. Fucking hell. He was my roomie. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was a good lad, Clarky, but... Um, he, he said he teach. couldn't drink. He said he liked you. He said, like Mickey, I couldn't drink. He was hopeless. He it, was hopeless. It was like, who, who got to bed first? And then, like, wake up in your own bed, you're like, it was a bonus that, weren't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know? The thing with him is, though, he fucking still keeps having a go at it, though, doesn't he? He still keeps practising. Oh, you know what I mean? You think it, over the years you'd get a little bit better at it, but... <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> you're not getting any better. No, I'm hopeless. The thing is, you you get to a certain age, I can imagine. You're not at it now, obviously, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm past it. <laughs> you start getting worse again, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you hit your peak of maybe 35, 40, and then you fucking downward slope again. Mm. Fresh from Harry's Heroes, I imagine that's a bit of a drinking session. Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, they've all gone. I think like there's five or six of them have gone because they've obviously had problems in the past, like people like Paul Merson and that. Like, and he hasn't had a drink for I think seven months. Seven months he's not touched a drop. So they've all gone to lose weight. Basically, I think that's what the first um, the first show was about. But this one I think is about traveling around Europe and like we get there because I'm not part of like the main bit. So we get there on the day. We fly in, in the hotel, play the match on the night time, and then basically just get shit-faced. And then they wake up the next morning and fly back. And it's, it's proper heavy. But um, like Ray Parler's on it. You can imagine what he goes through. He's, um, still, he's still fit the winning. Ray's I've seen on the last one, Ray Parler. He, uh, he only played a little bit in this one. They've all got like knee problems and back problems and everything. So like, I think that's why they flew us in. There was about six or seven of us who they flew in. Dave <laughs> Besant. Have you had a drink with him? No. Oh, well, don't. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might be all right. No, I'm not as, I'm You'll not be all right. Really. You'll be all right. He can He's drink. Not. 
You, it's it's one of them though. You know when they're doing it? the recruiting for this program. Yeah. I bet you it's like he's too fit. Can't get it. Yeah. Waste of a program, isn't it? You need. You need the. You've got to be out of shape to make good viewing. I'm trying to get a hold of him, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm trying to fucking put you might have a chance next year, but <laughs> uh, they, they were talking about doing a third one, um, playing against Argentina, which would be absolutely massive, but I don't know if they're going to do it in South America or they're going to do it in, uh, in England and stuff, because they've travelled around. I, I was only involved in the last two, um, but it's not coming out till May, so I won't tell you who wins. Mm. But... Um, <laughs> It, it was brilliant, like because you see all like the top players and all turning up, and like so one of the, one of the shows, Vinnie Jones turned up. Um, it was obviously Welch. I know. Yeah. How I does that work? That. Think, yeah. But uh, what, what was funny, like Harry at the end of the game. So this was this was in San Marino. So Harry's came across to him and he's um, he's presenting him with an England cap. And to be fair to him, he put it on, but it was good fun. When we were when we were flying across to uh, to Bologna. Um, I've got this pass so you can go in uh, the British Airways lounge etc and everything like so I'm just going up and the, uh, the lady who was looking after us she was like no you can't go in there I said what for she went oh just please don't go in there I said why she went just please don't go in I said well that's fine so I stayed with all the rest of the lads but then I found out when I got across to Bologna it was because Vinnie Jones was in there and it was a massive secret so <laughs> they know about it now don't they <laughs> 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 alright Vinnie yeah what, what, what did uh... So what you know when obviously everyone finishes the game and cracks on, then what did Merson do? Did he stay out with you or did he just get back to his room? He had an hour. He stat, like, we all just got together, he had an hour, so he was still good fun. I mean, I don't know if he needs a drink or not, because like he was pretty lively. Um and in the game, you see in the game, we played against this San, Marie, San Marino eleven. He was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean like top draw. Every pass outside of the foot. Dribbles, runs, playing people through, Fine and I'm like, oh I, reckon I reckon I'd have looked all right against San Marino, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the FC scored. He scored a few goals against us. I won't tell you what the final score was, but no, he scored a few. We started to panic. But we had, uh, yeah, Vinnie Jones was our centre half and Mark Wright. And I don't know if they got paid for it, but they went through these two kids. They've got to show the, the, the tackles. Mark Wright has smashed this kid in half. Like you won't believe it. Oh, he's just seen it coming and he won the ball as well. It was like a floater ball above this lad and he was their best player. His proper knees knees in his back. He's headed the ball clear. The lad's on the floor for about five minutes. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I bet he still wants to go go to him the next day, didn't he, bless him? <laughs> oh, honestly. <laughs> no. With a knee in his back. <laughs> and then, but then we had Vinny straight after that. I think he, he was a bit left out. So he was like, well, I've got to do one now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's just crucified this kid right next to me. He was like, not to me. He went, he said, just get out of the way. I said, oh, gladly. <laughs> so I've got out of the way and he's went through this kid. Oh, my days. Proper old school. Well, he just to, looks hard, doesn't he? He had to, he had yeah. to uh, keep his, his persona yeah. up, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He had to, he had to keep it up. Therefore, great trip though. Yeah, can yeah you can imagine that. what Harry's brilliant in the dressing room, like his banter and all that, which is great fun. Well, um, we can go back to Sunderland and that later, but Somebody messaged to. today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Glory days, then, man. <laughs> we don't start talking. So I know. Yeah, I know. Somebody said that the other day. Well, yeah, when Clarky was on, I feel like I'm. I won't, I have to go I won't back even there. understand you now. I've not got a clip. <laughs> go and talk to my mates now. That I'm like, what the hell is yeah. that? The, um, someone said, ask him what happened with Dwight York and Sooness. Yeah, Blackburn. We had. Uh, it was around Christmas time. Gary Flickroft was our captain and. Um, he was like, I'm trying to organise a Christmas party. So then he's obviously went to see Sue. Who, to be fair, I mean, he was different class he was, but for one reason, I think he must have lost a couple of games in a row. And he was like, right, Gaffer, this is the date we're going to go out on our Christmas party. 
Can he put the blockers on it, I think, after a game on a Saturday? Or should we let it, it agree to the Christmas party yeah. and then fucking... It's the worst the one, plug. isn't it? He pulled the plug yeah. on it, yeah. So he, um, Flitty went, well, fuck it. He went, he says, right, what we're going to do? He said, like, so you get all the uni and the lads together. Everybody was in the dressing room. I said, well, we're going. And uh, we did. We went out. We had the Saturday night out and he pulled us in on the Sunday. And he went, right. He said, I know you've all been out. So he made us do the bleep test. The yo-yo test. You remember the difference? Yeah, we've got, <laughs> we've got a little bit of a walk. The gesture yeah, of a walk. Yeah. So I'd been out, all like absolutely shit-faced on Saturday night. I came in on the Sunday, and Dwight was good at it. Dwight was really good. Um, I finished it. I finished the tape. <sighs> After a night out, and I'm the worst drinker in the world. I got up. Me and Yorkie, I remember there was about four beeps left, and he pulled out. I thought, well, I ain't fucking losing to you. And I finished the I finished the tape. Oh, I, I did bet it. that made him even more pissed off. Didn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so that was that. So we did that, and then we went into a five aside. And they always had this spat. There was there was Andy Cole, Yorkie, and it was always champions. This is the shout they used to do. And two guy was there. Who I loved the bits, but he used to like start the wind up, and he used to just shout Champions League and everything. How many have you won and everything? And, like Coley and Yorkie go, ah, just the one and everything. And like we won the treble, though. Don't worry about it. And then Suey would get involved. By saying, yeah, well, have you won two European Cups and all this stuff? And it, and it just started. So then we picked the five side teams. And Suey and Dean Saunders was his, was his assistant. He went, he said, right, I'll join in as well. So Suey was in one team. He'd pick five or six. And I was in that team. And Dwight was on another team. I, I can't remember who was in his team. And uh, we just had a little five side competition. And the two of them, we knew it was happening. Dwight even said, he went, he says, I'm going to smash him. Because they absolutely <laughs> hated each other. And... Uh, was he just not his type of personality? York. Yeah, it was just a personality clash, yeah. Not a, I think he loved him as a player. Thing. Not, not a little bit smaller personality than the... Personality, and then I say all the wind-up of like what they'd won. It wasn't... I don't <laughs> know if it was like an <laughs> ego <laughs> thing, honestly. Good job medal. Yeah, but, but that's what, that's what Sue is like. I've never seen a more competitive man in my life. Unbelievable, but he does like to, he does like to tell you what he's done yeah. and achieved in the game and like... Why not when you've achieved what he's achieved? Like, it's fucking incredible. And, uh, but I love Graham. He was top for me. He was great manager. And I've obviously worked with him on this side of the media quite a lot. And he's, uh, he's pretty helpful. Um, but yeah, they come together. And then I, th- I can't remember who done who first. I think it was Suey did Dwight. And uh, we had a game like the next day or two days after. It was something like that. And then all I seen was Suey studs come up. And Dwight had this big cut down the front of his shin. I think he actually had a couple of stitches in it. And... Um, we were like, fucking Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, you get that sorted out. And he went, no, this I... This is a manager. This is a manager. Manager. Yeah, I know, honestly. <laughs> it was mental. <laughs> and then Yorkie went, nah, I thought that. He went, I'm going nowhere. So the sock came up over the top of the cup. And then uh, he was he was saying to like us, just leave a little dolly one there, like, you know, in between. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go. So it weren't me who, who made the, like played the little dolly pass. It was one of the lads who was on our team. I can't remember who it was. And the t- you just seen the two of them come together. It was like two rams, you know, like, yeah, with studs shown and everything. And then Dwight just absolutely, you know, he, he chopped him in half. <laughs> and we were like... And that was it. Like, and we were like, yeah, all right, here we go. So then it was like face up, face to face. No no fisty cuffs or anything like that. I think everybody ran in and jumped in. But like, so we had got his bit. He'd obviously gashed his leg and then Dwight got his own back and everything. But... My money, my money would have been on Graham. Oh, yeah, I'll be honest. Well, I think so, definitely. Oh, but I would have never have had York down as a, a nasty... A scrapper. That he's yeah. not. He's not Dwight at all. I mean, he's physical and strong and everything, but he's never a nasty tackler or stuff like that. But 
Graham's just got it in his DNA, hasn't he? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, uh, that didn't surprise me from him at all. No. But he was a he was a lunatic, but fucking hell. I think that was the last time he ever joined in uh joined in training. <laughs> so we used to go in on the morning, he used to be in the gym every morning with his uh, with his tight top on. And all the lads used to go in and like you do your bench presses and all your bits and bobs and all that. Well, I don't know if you. No, know. no. no. <laughs> I used to watch these with a bacon sandwich. <laughs> yeah, well, the lads. To be fair, the lads at Blackburn were good. We used to have our weight circuits and all that bits and bobs. And Sue used to be in when we used to walk in. Fucking hell! If he had legs like fucking tree trunks, but massive, mm. and then he's he, from his ass up to his shoulders, he just went out. And I'm thinking, God Almighty. To try and tackle someone like that in his day, and they've been what? What well, they've been here, sort of forty-five, fifty-ish at the time. Yeah, oh, I'd have been fifty, maybe, maybe the other side of fifty, definitely. Yeah. Jesus. Oh man, I don't think anything can good out of managers joining in though, because McCarthy used to join in. Mick McCarthy, and he just he used to muller people, <laughs> properly muller people. <laughs> and were you there when? Because um, Colin Healy had a bad break in his leg. I think it was live on Sky, like a horrific one of them. And he was out for like nine months. Uh, yeah, a long time, wasn't he? Cool. So then he's come back and like, for, obviously when you come back from a long injury, when you join back in from training, it's non-contact. Yeah, just leave off them ones. Yeah, yeah just all right, call, put, give him a bib. If Cole's got a bib on, he's floating. Mm. And um, anyway, someone's passed the ball to Cole. He's got on the half turn and Mix absolutely mullered him. Broke his leg again. <laughs> no! Swear to God. Mick broke his leg yeah. again? Yeah, broke his leg again. No way. Jesus Christ. And like... <laughs> And obviously Mick was felt bad, but he, his fucking hell. His, no, 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 no. His his argument was well, was he really ready to come back training? If it's that, you know, it, it wasn't a bad tackle, but he's just kind of tackled him. And so so he's, he's thrown it on the physio then. <laughs> we'll give it a test then. Yeah, we'll it, give it, we know what he's like. He's just yeah. like, well, was he ready to come back? If you if you're training, then you think you're at least ninety percent fit. You wouldn't think that your legs are going to break off, off a block tackle. But we were like, Jesus Christ. I think it's just the compact. It must be just the competitiveness in them. It's their either, oh. isn't it? You know what I mean. Mick McCarthy be. was tough centre half. Suey, Peter Reid used to join in at uh, Sunley. Had a massive fight with Martin Scott one day when we were training. Terror, uh, like a proper one. Yeah, because uh, Martin Scott had been left out of the team. He started playing me left back because I wasn't left back, and he ended up putting me left back. We played Middlesbrough away, beaten one nil, and then I, I played every single game after that. So Scott, who was obviously like an experienced player, and uh, he couldn't get back in the team, so. The gaffer used to join in the same thing, five sides, and Martin Scott tried to go through him, and then Reedy, as he was, he was like, "You fucking won some, do you?" In his scouse accent, <laughs> and then that was it. Two of them just clashing in training all the time, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And he st- he stopped training after that. Remember Kevin Ball? Yeah, Ballie and Gordon Armstrong. You remember him as something? Yeah. So you know, you do circles, and I think uh, Kevin Ball and nutmegged Gordon Armstrong. And Gordon Armstrong, then the next thing, next time the ball come to him, but Gordon Armstrong went in with his like two foot just to basically smash Borley. Bad idea, that. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got, brave, up, man. He's, he got up Gordon Armstrong and stood in front of him. Ball, he smashed the living daylights oh. out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. See, I never used to get wound up if someone used to nutmeg me. I just used to like, yeah, fair play, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know what you can do about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, you nutmeg me, well done. Oh. Like, yeah, Bowley's getting a lot of air time on here as well, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Is he? He's got plenty of stories, hasn't he? More with his fist than his feet, I think. Yeah. Well, really. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, So when you were coming through at Sunderland, was Mickey... Oh, Mickey was the, the man. Living the dream, weren't you? Yeah. That was when we were flying, though. 
even you boys, like you, you were all flying coming through all the ranks, and he's had some like good players because all the young lads, he was trying to involve as many as he could, really. Um, and it was just, it was just a brilliant. You remember there was a time you won't remember this, right? So we were, I think it was our the year we got promoted after the playoffs, when we went on like an incredible run mm. at the beginning of the season. We went eighteen games unbeaten, but after about ten. The youth team were 10, 10 unbeaten. The reserves, or whatever they were at the time, under 23s, they were 10 unbeaten, and we were 10 unbeaten. So I think Peter Reid had said to us and the coach, he said, right, five are in first team, reserves and, and youth team, it was like a quid in this little this box. First team to lose goes out, and it's the last ones who've still got the unbeaten run. Well, we went 18, I think you went 17, and the reserves, I think they'd went something like 17 or 16 as well. So it all came back to the first team. But we ended up giving it to all the young lads. We, we didn't keep it. Yeah, well. But it was like it was like a competitive thing. And it was like it was right through the whole of the club. And it was just fucking amazing. Yeah. I remember, because you've spoke about it before, the Christmas do's. Oh, get <laughs> Which ones do you want to talk about? <laughs> We've got to get on to them. The youth teams used to get the nod. You know, when you were saying about organising stuff. Uh, remember Ian Barry? Irish fella had a, apparently had a massive chopper on him. He was in the youth team, yeah. and he used to love it. So he oh, used to get involved. Seen it? The what? Why did you not see it? He was older than me. All oh, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes a difference. <laughs> he was older than me, so he had a big. Old... Just, I would have look at it if he were older than me. <laughs> you can look at you look, look at cocks if you're two years old. <laughs> 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 Cut off point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the because um, I never I never got involved, but the you know what I'm on about, don't you? The strippers and that. You fucking did get involved. You got no, involved. I didn't. I was too I was too young. Eventually, is his big yeah. chopper involved in this story, or was it just you just threw it in I as think, a bit of a sideline? I think no. the lads would just throw <laughs> him on the stage. I know exactly what you t- I do know what you're talking about. Now we had it in it was in Romano's, the restaurant in Romano's, and we'd ordered some people to come, and. Uh, he was involved right in the middle of all this. This thing was young lad. Yeah, he was, he was a goalkeeper, wasn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, where he was. Where. He was a goalkeeper. <laughs> and uh, oh my days, God Almighty! I mean, like you can, <laughs> you can book some special people. You can book. Some yeah. special <laughs> people. Uh, there was yeah, there was there was quite a few special guests. And all that signed these um, these contracts before they came in, and after they signed all the contracts, it was like right, well, hey. I'm sitting back. I'm not getting involved in this. Like, I mean, I'm a little bit too older than that now. And that that lad you were talking about before, Ian, uh, was right in the middle of it. And I was just looking, going, Jesus. <laughs> 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 I, I think there wasn't camera phones and everything. There, no, was it wouldn't have been. No, lucky git. Mm. <laughs> we were 15. I remember speaking about it, and it was nothing to do with wanting to progress into the first team and stuff like that. It was all about getting to an age where you would go to these parties. <laughs> yeah. But then they just stopped. As soon as we got there, we were like, oh, we're in, organised We probably found out about that one. I think that was the last one I had at some uh, oh. oh, my God. All, all, all you book then is fucking rave on it, corner. It's spinning his <laughs> Unbelievable. No, no, no chicken dippers coming away. You've just got a guy in corner playing fucking Bill Me Up Buttercup. <laughs> the lads loved them though, didn't they? Mm. You got to about September and I was like, right, when's the Christmas party? You used to be in the same yeah. as well. Oh, fucking hell it was. Ma- uh, massive we've spoke about it plenty of times when I was a Blackburn right because I was single when I was a Blackburn so I moved to Worsley in Manchester when I first moved so I've got this this big house and all the lads obviously used to go out on Saturday nights and everything and then um, I remember the first time I ever went into the, into the players lounge 
and all the wives and everything there. We'd had, I'd had a couple of nights out with the lads first, and we'd actually went to Marbella. This was before our first home game. Been to Marbella, come back, had a night out with the lads on the weekend because we didn't play. That's why we went away. So then the following week, we had a home game. So I, no one had ever met me apart from the players. And because I was single, so I've walked into the players' lounge after this game that we played, tried to introduce myself to the players' wives and everything. Oh, I'll be nice and everything. How are you doing? Everything? Not one of them shook my hand or said hello to me. <laughs> I said, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> so I went to a couple of the, la- the lads. I went, I said, look, I said, like, I-, I tried to say hello to your missus and everything. Like, I was trying to be nice and everything. They went, oh, Mickey, don't worry about it. I went, I said, what do you mean, don't worry about it? I said, what, what have I done to them? Why do they not like me? He said, well, you're the only single lad, so if we come home late on a Saturday night, we'll say we'll be in your house. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, he fucking hated me as soon as I walked in the door. I was like, oh, brilliant. An, right, hating, okay. an hating man without ever fucking Yeah, hating. exactly. <laughs> I'm going, you know what? I'm actually a nice lad, you know. <laughs> I fucking couldn't believe it. <laughs> I've done that myself, though. You just, I just, when I was single, I'd say, I'd just blame me. Well, that's what you used to do, wouldn't it? You? you text one of your mates. Stayed at yours last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, not our, our secrets, have we? Jesus Christ, this is, this is turning to a fucking stitch and it sends up one, this, isn't it? <laughs> no names, though. Yeah. <laughs> who was manager when you got your first chance? Malcolm Crosby, um, who was at Sunderland. Dennis Smith, who I was there as an apprentice when he was there. And he involved me in a couple of the first team games without playing. They had like they had a couple of trips away. It was Bristol City and Bristol Rovers. We played them back to back like Saturday, Wednesday. So we stayed down, and I was seventeen. But he uh, he had me on the bench, but I never got involved. And then not long after that, he got sacked. And then uh, Malcolm Crosby took over, and we played Derby County away. And he went. Uh, I'd been involved with the first team, so you you know when you kind of think, why am I training with the first team all the time here? And then uh, after about a week, I travelled away to them again. I went to Derby County away. And then he named me as a sub. He hadn't told me, so it was just on the day. Life one type thing. Yeah, and right. I was out. I, mean, I was like shitting myself. I thought, I'm on here to make the teas and everything. And then he went, he says, right on the bench, A, B, C, blah, blah, blah. And he went, he says, Mickey, great. And I was like, fuck. And then everything, you just either shit yourself. You're buzzing, obviously. Yeah. But you're still shitting yourself. And then uh, you think, all right, great. Hopefully we're winning about 3 0. We're getting <laughs> the last five or 10 yeah. minutes and he goes, on you go. So you get a bit of a feel of it. It was, uh, we're winning 1 0. We got an early goal. Then I come on at half time for, uh, might have been Borley actually. Borley might have come off. And I went on a left back half time and we beat him 1 0. And it was mad because I don't know how you got paid. Like, you know, when you're an apprentice, you just get that little brown envelope with like 30 odd quid or something in like that. And uh, I played Derby County, come on at half time, won 1 0. We played South End in midweek, beat them 1 0, come on at half time again, won 1 0. And then we played Barnsley when I scored with my right foot in my home debut after about a minute. So I can't remember the rest of the game. <laughs> but then I got that envelope, same thing, at the end of that like week and a half. Yeah. And it was like it was like bulky and I thought, fucking hell. So they put all your win bonuses Yeah, but I didn't know that, but I still haven't asked the question to this day. What was, like, I, th- I think it was a win bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it's like when you're from Sunderland and like you open it up and you go, there's a bit too much. You know, <laughs> I'm not telling anybody can, about that. I can buy a fucking six bedroom house hey. with this bastard. <laughs> <in Sunderland. laughs> I did have bought my first car with it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But to this day, I've not said anything to anybody about it. But, like, I can't remember how much was in it. Like, there was like, say, say a grand and a half or something like that. From your bonuses and... Yeah, so I went to my mum and dad, I went and said, like, I think they've paid me too much here. 
They said, well, don't say anything. Because <laughs> they were the same as me. Probably the same background and everything. I thought, right, fuck it, I'm not saying a thing. So I just uh, banked it for a little while, said nothing for a couple of weeks, and then I went out and got my first car. Fucking loved it. And signed a, and signed a pro contract, I think, after that week. So it was, like, it was a great week. Terry Butcher as manager later on as well. What are you like? Butcher as manager, yeah. I tell you what, I loved him as a player. Yeah. I mean, I learned so much from him. And, and uh, well, later on was Steve Bold. Learned like within the space of six to eight months from each one of them. Steve, you learn so much. What did he get the job, Steve Bold? No, no, mm-hmm. Terry Butcher, but playing alongside Bold, oh, just the sorry. communication right. and everything. Yeah, but Butch came in and he was brilliant as a player, fantastic in the dressing room, basically took over the team talks. Um, what was he called, the lad who uh, Mick Buxton was in charge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a bad time for the fans. That oh, when Buxton mate. was in charge. Let me say, when I say I didn't have a nice, co- uh, a nice relationship with him, let's like. Just did not get on with him at all. And here's another thing. So I like this is later on this. So I brought I bought a Vitara. You remember the Suzuki Vitaras? They were the all in, you could buy big wheels and mm. spoilers and all kinds for them. So I got a white one. The biggest <laughs> wheels you could think of, right? And every Sunday if you drove drove down to that Seaburn Beach, it was like a rave. So in the summertime, all the roofs are off and everything. And I'm fucking like this. I've got one sat on my knee, I've got one here, I've got three in the back. And I'm driving round and everything. And he lived on the beach. You're on about Labradors, aren't you? <laughs> he did. He's taking dogs for a walk down the beach, aren't you? <laughs> and he, I seen him driving towards me. And obviously he knew what car he had and everything. I'm, I'm like this, driving past. And then uh, I went in the next day when he said, uh, did you relax and everything yesterday? And I said, yeah, feet up, gaffer, yeah. He went, he said, all oh, right, okay. He said, uh, so that wasn't you down in the beach, was it? With uh, loads of people in your car and everything. I went, right, all right, right, it was me. I went, it says, but what am I doing? I'm driving my car around. I said, like, I'm not drinking. I'm not out celebrating and stuff like that. And from then, he just hated me. In the really? team, out the team, in the team, out the team. And uh, tried to sell me twice. I think it was 18, 19 years old, tried to sell me. And uh, then, even then, he went, he says, right, I can't remember who it was. It was after me. Um God, like miles away somewhere in London he went he says right there's, there's an offering for you they want to take you I said I'm not going anywhere I said I've got contract here I went I said I'm not leaving I went I said in fact I'll probably be here longer than you will Ooh, Oof, that was, yeah. that's a stinger no because yeah. I didn't like him I just didn't like the guy <laughs> at all yeah <laughs> no. he you get like, overpaid again yeah and he went he says we'll see about that and honestly about two or three weeks later he lost his job and like he came round everybody in the dressing room the first team dressing room I was still in the reserve dressing room remember when he used to be at Roker yeah. Park so the first team was in there. He, he said bye to all the players in the first team and just came in our room and said, good luck to you all and everything. I was in that room and I was like, please don't come and try and shame me. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he didn't. So uh, that was that was the end of him and Terry Butcher took over. But just completely from being a great fella and a top pro, went into management and he was throwing cups, teacups. Just went mental. Couldn't get a win to save his life. Mm. And I was like, fucking hell, what a player. And then you just couldn't get it right. Which was a bit of a shame, really. That's the difference, right, right, by the way. Just, uh, Grace has got f- four birds in car driving down the seafront. <laughs> you're, you're fucking, you've got a fucking pig <laughs> out of the window. <laughs> Firing it at fucking old folk. That, that ice tree. It's a different breed, isn't it? <laughs> did you there when John Oster did the... Uh, I was again, I was in the youth team. With Mark Maley. He was in the hotel. Him, didn't it? We went through this period, right? The lads went out and used to buy the... Um, the little guns with the, the little pellets BB, and BB yeah, yeah them yeah and they used to like put cans at the end of the corridor in the hotel 
and he used to fire the cans. <laughs> the hotel? Yeah, <laughs> in the hotel mean, at, least on the tra- at least on the training ground. You know, <laughs> not, in, not in fucking Premier League. <laughs> well, he did, though, and then he got Mark Maley and shot him in the eye, didn't he? That, got, was that, that the was... training ground? No, it was. He, I think he was outside of his, uh, his window, wasn't it? And he was at a bus stop, and I think he'd, he'd shot down, shot him in the eye. Never played again. Jesus. And I got, that got a bit nasty, that yeah. like, but because they were two great lads. Yeah, yeah I think were they mates before? Yeah, yeah. You're just top sticking mates. around and it just that's went what, wrong. That's what you do when you're pals, isn't it? You shoot, yeah, shoot them out of your, <laughs> <laughs> shoot them out of your flat window, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Crack, isn't it? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> you know. never played again, man. Were they good as well? Were they... Mark Maley, well, he was England schoolboy captain, weren't he? I mm. think he won everything Jesus. from there. Then he, honestly, I, they, all the, the lads who were coming through, they were different class. I mean, he was one of them. But you didn't know whether he was going to make it because we had Chris Make in there. I think Darren Holloway was another right back that we'd had at the club. And then they started bringing in a couple of foreign players after that. So he was going further and further back. But he'd have had half a chance of having a career. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah he'd have had a career. Yeah. Jesus. No doubt about it. There's some players in that era, though. Yeah. Stefan Schwartz, remember him? Stefan, Swedish international. Played oh, over he, player. Centre mid. He had something in his contract when he signed for Sunderland that stopped him from. Space. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't allowed to fly to space. He paid 100 grand. What? <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. He did. He wasn't allowed to fly to Man, space. They, must have, they, they must got have, it in his game. You played Moon. <laughs> the Moon away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Mickey that, will know that, that more be, than yeah, that that be, right. That must be a Thursday night, Friday night. You can't just go out for one night to, to fucking Moon, can you? We'll set up Thursday morning, lads. It's a tough place to go in. you're back for the game, you'll be all right. Atmosphere's I'm terrible. Gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go back later. Look, what have you got this weekend? Oh, we're just going to move. <laughs> so the club must have got wind of it that he'd, he'd paid for this thing and they, yeah. stopped, they, they got in his contract that he couldn't do it while he was at the club. I think it was 100 grand and he, he was going to do it and they said, well, no, he, look, you can't do that. Not while your contract is signed. He said, well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. He said, you're going to pay me my 100 grand back. So they did. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so as soon as it became available... For the normal public to fly to the moon. <laughs> it's not the moon. It's not going to the moon. He's going out of the atmosphere. He's not going to the moon. Well, not far off it, is it? <laughs> so whenever it come available to the normal public, it paid an hundred grand deposit to be one of these people who could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Def was a bit like that, that though. He was a bit of a loner, it's like different. it was a bit strange, but what a player. Couldn't run to save his life. Like it wasn't remember. quick, but left footers. I played World Cups, Euros. You can't remember him? No. Yeah, he could play. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a Sunderland fan, am I? I know, but he's a, he was at Arsenal, wasn't he, for years? Oh, really? this world he was. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. You heard some of crap, right? You've got to win again, haven't you? Hey? <laughs> he's, I used to clean his boots. Steph's. 100 quid. Was Cragsy, did Cragsy do your boots? Remember Craig James? From oh, Street? yeah, the blonde kid. Because I remember, I think... You had to make him control the ball for a tip or something. You were welly in the ball. I would remember looking out the changing room and you were yeah. welly in the ball as high as you could. Yeah. And he had to like keep it up or something for him to get the tip. And he was on for about 15 minutes. I bet Stephen Sports were looking at that ball thing. I'd love to be up there. Yeah. <laughs> looking at balls as high as I'm going to get. I probably did that. You I was all right with my. When I was a pro, I was all right with my apprentices. I always used to pay them and everything. Because you all had to fight for like, say there were six jumpers. Between 16 pros, this is what we used to do when I was at Sunderland. Evan. They'd all have to fight to get you a jumper, and if you didn't get it, you're like, going for crazy. Paul Bracewell was mine, and uh, he was the same, like proper hard nut. And then uh, he, he asked me to go in the first team dressing room, you had to get invited in. 
around Christmas time. So I'm thinking, right, here we go. Fucking hell. 50 quid or something. It goes in. And he went, he says, Mickey, get in here. And I went, I said, hi, mate. So I was quiet as fuck, like shitting myself. And he went, he says, do you want your Christmas tip? I said, yeah, if you don't mind, please, Paul. I said, that'd be nice. Yeah, like, <laughs> right, don't back fucking horses. That's what he said to me. And I just stood there and like, I, I thought, right, well, do I turn around and go out of the room? Do I laugh? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. An awkward laugh, like, innit? Just, just wait. Just yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, he gave me shit all. <laughs> Absolutely, no, he did. What did you do? Turned turn around, around and left. Red. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't waiting around. One of the lads was on MO. Emerson Tom. Can you remember him? Yeah, yeah. No. Fucking ripped, weren't he? Oh, About he was 5, at Chelsea for ages. Yeah. every day. And uh, obviously, 100 quid was... I was happy with 100 quid. Well, if you get 100 quid and you're on fucking 20... Oh, yeah. exactly, quid, yeah. You're getting yeah. nearly a month's, month's money. wage. So that Brazilian. was like... That, yeah, Brazilian. Good-looking fella. Yeah. The um, That was like the standard amount, 100 quid. But he'd... I think it was Sean Taylor. Got, got him in the changing room and made, made a big thing about this tip that he was going to give him or present or whatever and um, I think he'd been to Harvey Mix because he got the fake du- remember Duffer the make Duffer yeah. <laughs> he got him a fake Duffer hoodie and I think it was like 25 quid or something he paid for it but he, he like shook his hand and went oh thanks very much and T was like and it, all the stitching had come away from the writing <laughs> and all that what did you call it Harvey Mix I Mickey Holland. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. He'd, he'd say, oh, we lads into Harvey Mix, but I think at the time, Mickey must have been selling these Duffer hoodies. <laughs> and Emo just made a big thing about it. What, they were delighted to be giving him? Like, yeah, it he, like, as if he was like... Giving him the world. Yeah. yeah. And T just got it and he had his life. Oh. But back when, when I first started coming through, the reserve bonus was 200 quid a win. Yeah. Like that's what they did. It was like life changing money at that age. And you're on, and you're on. What were you on? Fifty quid, fifty seven yeah. quid. I think it might have been a bit more at that age, but two hundred quid. Team reserved, and that's when the reserves. Hundred quid, hundred quid draw, two hundred quid a win. Yeah, or that was it, weren't it? Yeah, made so, it massively competitive. And we were the set. The first team was the same. It was probably about the same era. So we'd all got we got promoted, and I think Quinny had went in to see um, who was chairman at the time, Bob Murray. And like we're all saying, right, well, I'm going in for a new contract. I'm going in for a new contract because we're in the Premier League now. So instead of all the lads knocking on the chairman's door and saying, right, I need a new contract, Quinny went in. We were on, how many years ago is this now? This is 2000. Yeah, 2000 and 2001. So what's that like? Well, nearly 20 years yeah. ago. We were on six and a half grand a win and four grand a draw. Jesus. Yeah. Is and that we, when you were flying? When you we were like, finished seventh? Yeah, surprised seventh for two years in a row. We had a we had a goalkeeper, a number two goalkeeper called Andy Marriott. Yeah, I played with him. Never Barnsley. played one yeah. game. Travelled every single every single game. Never played one game. So all the lads at the end of the year went right, lads. I will tell you what we'll do. He said we'll all nip in like five grand, and he says either go to charity or we'll give it to all the staff. So we all whacked in. I think it was five grand or something like that. And went Andy Marriott. I went. He said right, five grand, mate. He went nah, fuck that. I said, what? And he got every single penny from every single game and never played one minute of any game and he wouldn't give the lads five grand. He ended grand. up being a PFA. He ended up being chairman like at PFA bastard. or something like that. <sighs> How to piss your teammates off. Oh, mate. Oh, but he weren't bothered. He were a bit he were fucking square, weren't he? He were like, yeah, it was straight, quite straight-laced. And weren't that, weren't yeah. getting involved in the banter in the dressing room and all that. He was in his little corner. Like talking to his gloves and all that stuff. Talking <laughs> to his gloves. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he was. He was you're a weirdo. You're not going to get used to it, lads. <laughs> Again, yeah. But you know what I mean? But the, the club would be happy with that. Do you know the six and a half gram? Yeah, Because yeah. it's performance based. You've not got to sort everybody's contracts out and all that. And 
the lads will get what they deserve with the finish yeah. of the league. I don't see why it's not like that now. And it's a win-win. There's got really to be other other ways up. to sort the contracts out mm. with, with players now, because you see uh, you see Arsenal at the minute, and you see other sides who are underachieving. If you put them on a one-year contract and you've got to keep fighting for your year's contract, yeah. I mean, people like Ozil, you it's know, a bit like ah, oh, fucking hell. But like, everybody's got an idea of how you can improve people. But I, I just like I think win bonuses and everything are massive. Clark, you spoke a lot about Reed, well, a bit about Reedy, but I think somebody said in, in a message, did you call him Gaffer or did you call him Dad? Because you were the main man, weren't you? I, I loved him, the Gaffer, and I still I still see him now. Um, well, I tell you, I tell you, you know the story we went to Marbella. No. Christ Almighty! Right here we go. So we get we get promoted. So every year we used to go to Marbella at the end of the season, like most of the teams did. So we went away. We had four or five days, and I don't know if you've been down that that corner bit. I can't remember what that pub's called there. There's a boozer. Sinatra's. That's it. Yeah. So the one on the corner. Yeah, I thought you might. Have <laughs> yeah, so you know it's like it gets because it's Frank. Only because the club paid for it. <laughs> so we're all in that scenario bit, and you know how busy it gets. So it's absolutely packed, and you've got that big long boat right on the side there, aren't you? So uh, we're all standing there. You go to the bar and scenarios. You get served. You come out, and there's one toilet where you can have a piss. Back in scenarios. So you can imagine how long the queue is every single time you go there, right? So, so it's that busy, right? So me and Kev Phillips had just got an England squad and uh, we're standing at the back and uh, I'm, I'm dying for a piss. So I was like, right, all right. So I've turned around and I start pissing in the port. Unbeknown that really, the gaffer stood like two people away from me. So he's went, you know, his face is like on a nice day. He's like, get that fucker. Get him fucking in a taxi and get him back to the fucking hotel. <laughs> this is to Bawley and um, Paul Butler. It was built like a brick shit house. So they're like, right, Mickey, you're pissed. Fucking what are you doing? And everything. I was like, well, I'm always fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, they, they walks me down to a taxi and the two of them get in the cab. And remember, that, like, they pushed me in first and they got in the same side of the taxi as me. And I jumped out the other side and went back down the fucking floor. <laughs> so then the gaffers pulled me again. He went, you fucking get home. I was like, fuck off, monkey's Eve. <laughs> right? But I, could, I couldn't remember saying it to him because I was that drunk. And he's brilliant because I've, I've had this story with him loads since, so he's all right me telling it. So then uh, this is a Clarky story as well. So Clarky's there. So we're rooming together in the hotel. It was the Don Carlos. I don't know if you ever stayed there, but it's a little bit out from the port. So we wakes up next morning and we're lying in the beds next to each other. And I wake up and I look at, at Nash, we used to call him. And I look over and I went, fucking hell, Nash. He went, what's up? I said, have you seen your eye? He went, no. So he gets up in the mirror and he was got, he's got this gash above the top of his head there, blood all down the side of his face and it's all over his bed and everything. So we're obviously both bollocks and then we just walk up the next day, can't remember a thing. So Michael Bridges was on the trip, so he comes in our room laughing his head off, looking at Clarky. I went, fucking hell, Bridgie, the gaffer's going to go mad. Have you seen Clarky's eye? So he went, he says, he, he's going to go mad for him, is he? He went, he says, you better go and fucking see him now. So I'm looking around, where am I cutting everything? Like, <laughs> I've got nothing on me. I'm thinking, like, have I had a fight with Clarky? No, I've not. So it goes outside, you know, the, the hose pipe that's sometimes in the corridors. So Clarky had fell into that, smashed it open, and that's how he cut his eye. So Bridgie went to me, he went, he says, I said, why have I got to go and see him? He said, can you not, you can't remember calling a monkey's ear last night, telling you, tell me to fuck <laughs> off. I went, oh, no. So I've went down into his room <laughs> next day, knocked on his door, Fucking same thing, face all over the place, gaffer. 
fucking get in here, you, you little shit. Like, and I'm like, oh no, you're right, you're going home. And I'm like, what? You're going home, I'm sending you home on the next flight. I went, no, I said, you can't do that to me. I said, that's like, that's out of order, that. I said, I can't even remember saying anything to you. Like, he went, I'm fucking telling you, you're going home. He said, if you stay in here, you're staying in tonight, and I want your bank card, I'm taking all the lads out. So they went to Tony Daly's. Don't know if you've heard of that's a little bit further out from the port. So you go in there and they've got um like this 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 singer who goes on there, I can't remember what it's called. Who's what's the lad called? The gambler. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, look like Kenny Rogers. So they all go in, I give the gaffer my card. And he was gonna find he was gonna find me two and a half grand. I got the bill after the meal. It was seven and a half grand. Michael Bridges, 17 years old at the time, <laughs> ordering champagne, not drinking it, spraying it all over the fucking lads, weren't he? <laughs> fucking little bastard. Yeah, they come back. And you weren't even allowed to go? I couldn't go, no. I was in, the, I was in my room. I, mind you, I didn't want to go. I was fucking hung over to hell. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't go. So he took my bank card, paid for it. So instead of costing me two and a half grand, it cost me seven and a half grand. I still got a couple of days left in Marbella, though, so that's <laughs> worth it. Oh, I yeah. think I'm gonna get on the flight, mate. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it was like. I mean, he was brilliant, the gaffer, to be fair. It was like he didn't mind it was like part yard, play hard, part yard, play hard. And then when things started to go wrong and he brought in a few foreign players and everything, like that's when he started to lose it. Were you in championship when Keegan picked you for England? Yeah. Yeah, me and Kev. So that was yeah. near the end of the season, I think that was. And in fact, it probably was the end of the season. That must have been a surprise. Yeah, well, there was talk about Kev, because Kev had like, he'd scored 30 odd goals for about four or five seasons. And um, there was there was talk about Kev getting in it. And I just remember going to the training ground. I'd never heard a thing of anybody. And then all the cameramen, as so I was driving into the training ground, all taking pictures of the front of my car and everything. I'm, I'm the same as like, probably you were and everything. I'm like, what? going on here have they got the wrong car <laughs> but then I got out of the car and then uh, the gaffer said to, like, Cause park the car up and you know, went straight into them huts that we used to have uh, at Charlie Early yeah. Centre <clears throat> the old training ground and he went come here I need you in, the, uh, in my room as quick as you can so I went in there and I think Kev must have got training five minutes before me so he was already sat in there and he, I just remember he put his hand out he went he said um, you're in the squad he said there's a phone call waiting for you here so pick the phone Kevin Keegan on the phone uh, Mickey congratulations we've obviously been watching your progress and everything you've had an incredible season uh, you're going to be a part of my next squad we're, we're playing against uh, Hungary and then we are going to play against Bulgaria which was a Euro qualifier and uh, I was like I said this is a wind up or what <laughs> as you do but then I knew it was him because you know he, his voice is like yeah. you can understand what he's saying like when, he's, when he was speaking because I'd heard so much from him I was like wow I said, well, like, I don't know what to say, but I said, obviously I'm absolutely buzzing. Like, thanks very much. And Kevin obviously had his phone call and everything. And then we came out and it was fucking shirts on, flags, you name it and everything. And then met up with the squad, which was like, for championship players, yeah. was, was incredible. I mean, so Kevin deserved in that squad? Uh, Sheringham, Shearer, Jamie Redknapp, yeah. David James, Seaman, Tony Adams, Sol Campbell. Uh, I, can remember, I can remember all these. You <laughs> yeah, you these? It's yeah. just the Vega. Yeah. <laughs> in the United Boys, Nicky Boat, Scolzi, Bex. Uh, God, who am I missing out? Gary Neville. So, were you. Were you. You know, when you, the, the first time you've gone and met him and the first time you trained him, were you shitting your pants thinking, these are all fucking. Yeah, because you don't know. Because you don't know if they know who you are. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the problem. I mean, I knew. I knew the United lads 
because that was the era I was a schoolboy at United before I went to Sunderland so I knew Gardner I knew Bex I, I was in the same digs as Bex I was uh, Scolzi obviously I knew so that I, I kind of knew them a little bit but then over a period of time you think like, are they still going to remember me from yeah. United for two years when they were like 14, 15 years old but they were alright so you go and like when you meet up the first thing that you do obviously you check in the hotel get your, get your room and everything it's all single rooms and then underneath your drawer uh, sorry underneath your, your door uh, they give you the, the words to uh, God save our queen yeah, it's up to you if you want to remember them or not or sing it out I can't remember I don't think I did to be honest with you I was fucking thinking about other things to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> when will I get my kit will I be able to keep it when I'm finished <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you do but now then you go in this massive room and there's big round tables like four or five and then you see all the food and everything there's like certain people sitting on certain ones and um, I was like it's like right Kev where do we sit you had all the United boys on one. So was it a bit clicky, like? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, you yeah. know when people have said over the years, it's not, it's not. We're all in it together. It yeah, worked, yeah. It worked come clicky. out recently. Did you room with Kev or? No, I was in, I was on my own. But like you know, as you leave in your room, you didn't want to bump into anybody before like on your own. So it was like Kev, tell me when, <laughs> yeah. Kev, yeah. when you leave in your room. Room one oh seven, Kev, come to my door. <laughs> yeah. We'll be down in, we'll be down in convoy. That's we'll be what I say. As mad as it sounds, that's exactly what we did. Walk down. Then you go and like say hello to everybody, like Kevin Keegan, Arthur Cox, uh, Ray Clements, I think was the goalkeeping coach at the time. Maybe a couple of others. But Jamie Redknapp came straight over. He was good as gold. Jamie was fantastic. And he was like, yeah, it's a couple of seats here, lads, come and sit down. So there was like Jamie, I think, Tim Sherwood might have been in that squad, actually. Uh, then Alan Shearer, who when I was playing, I didn't like him. I think he's a great guy now. And whether he was just driven and like he had this respect of everybody when he walked into a room I don't know but it was a bit it was hard because maybe it was Sunderland Newcastle thing yeah. I don't know mm. but he was on our table with us um, so that was quite hard but I say as a player like because of the rivalry and things like it wasn't like a free flowing conversation yeah. but I like him since I think when he's I've, I've worked with him I've been on golf trips and everything with Alan he's, he's fantastic he's good as gold but as a player fucking hell couldn't get anything out of him yeah. but that, that room I was in it was Liverpool, United, a little bit of Tottenham and other bits and bobs spread all over the place. But the United boys come in, got the food, ate, left. Imagine Straight that. back in the rooms. Have you heard much we about successful? Weren't. Or were. We weren't. As, as a nation. Oh, sorry, I thought you, you were know, talking about Man United. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know that they won a couple of trophies. <laughs> they won a couple of trophies. I think that here. come from Fergie. I think that come from Fergie because I always remember when you watch United when they used to play in the top games and you don't see it now. They walk down the tunnel. There was no handshakes, no hugs, no high mm, fives, no. all that shit and everything. It was like, right, don't show your opponent's weakness. Yeah. All the time. And I remember even when I was there, 14 years old, there was a guy called Eric Harrison who sadly passed away now, but he was he was just a, a mould of Fergie. Absolute mould of him. Don't look at your opponents. Don't look at who you're playing against. When you're on the ground, get on your feet as fast as you can. Don't show fear. Don't show your hurt and all that mm. stuff. And I knew exactly when Fergie used to do exactly the same thing. You know, because if when you, you know when you're talking about the players who were in that, in that ah, I should have won something. That, that, so the massive underachievers in the nation, didn't we? Without a doubt. And I'm just wondering if they thought the fact that it were so clicky had anything to do with that. I, I saw really, that, and you, not just on the pitch. You saw in the room that I was it's talking mad, about before. Yeah. I wonder if because Southgate have been a part of that ish. At that, it, I wonder if that's why he's made a stand with what happened recently. Without a doubt. Mm. Without a doubt. But it happens though, like. Well, you, know, you know what it's like when you've been in a dressing room like I was just talking about it before even in like Sunderland dressing room as soon as you had two or three who, who had the little click and they went away from everybody else 
that's your old dressing room gone yeah um it's brilliant when it's right but it only takes one You've got one bad egg in that dressing room you're absolutely mm. screwed and it was that was exactly the case at england sad fucking mad that mm. yeah it's crazy. Do you think ferguson might have still dating them going into the england squad keep yourself segregated keep yourself to yourself exactly and they used, they used to do it always remember just sitting on the tables and all the United lads used to come in get a plate of food sometimes not even sit at the table they just get the food and take it back to the room so that's the, the manager so, yeah. needs to sort that's that, that out, I mean there was pool tables table tennis boards slot machines Nothing. like what they call the um... what were the atmosphere like after the game then like did you have a drink afterwards Oh yeah, and lads and yeah, you had a drink, yeah. So like first trip I'd went away on, and like I said before about my that little wage packet and everything. Now I'm going playing against like or joining up with people from Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham, Arsenal, you name it. So they're on massive wages. Well, we weren't at the time when we were at Sunderland. Me and Kev, well, he might have been, but I wasn't. And then we went and um, like just to get involved, I got involved in the card school. Oh dear, yeah, <laughs> just to get your feet under the table. Three card brag. I remember playing it. So there was me, Paul Ince, Michael Owen, who must have been 18, 19 at the time, I think. Um, and then there was Dennis Wise was another one. And then a couple of, Alan Shearer was another one. And there was a few more. And I'm thinking, right, if I don't get off to a good start, here, like, I'm, I'm in serious <laughs> crap. Tapping out. <laughs> yeah, but that's, <laughs> two hands and I'm honestly, it was mental. So that, I just remember like throwing in fivers and tenors and 20 quids and fivers, tens, twenties. Because you're playing blind. Now, if you know how to play three-card brag, I'm sure you do. Do I play blind? Then you're having a look at your cards and you're thinking, right, that's actually all right, that. I'm in for 40. Yeah. <laughs> so every every five or ten or twenty that's going down, I'm going, that's nearly a week's wages for me, that, if I keep going here. And when I, when I say thousands were in there, I mean, it, it was crazy. So did they all just, just take a big wad of cash with them to play? I, it was just second nature to them. But one of the, the crazy things was, I think Michael Owen had ran out of money, right? And then within the space of... It was weird, right? And I don't know what's happened. And maybe this is the life or like what I used to live like. I don't know. But within the space of half an hour, he came back and he had a huge wad of 50 quid notes in his hand. So I don't know if the banks brought it to him or, or what's happened. But he was he was there because he obviously likes to punt him and he's still got his horses and has a little gamble now, doesn't he? But I've never seen anything like it. I know I'm used to playing for like 20 pence and 50p on our bus. <laughs> And then you're going up to like these fives, tens, and twenties, and it might sound nothing when you just put one down, but try and put like four, five, six, seven, eight down, trying to win a, a hand, and you're like, you know, you're I, trying to have the poker face. Shaking like a shitting dog. With the going, have you got something there, Mickey? Like, you know. Oh man, it was ridiculous. So there were f- just thousands and thousands on the table, and. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm probably not the first person to tell this story, like, but you know, there was crazy amounts. But Kevin Keegan, I think, when he was at Newcastle, had the same problem with um, with the lads on that bus. But I think everybody has those couple of tables where you have a bit of a laugh and a joke and everything. You have a gamble, and then when the manager comes up the back, you hide all the money. Yeah. <laughs> but this this England thing that I went on, the first one I went on, it was scary. For me, it was scary. Mm. It'll yeah. just be normal for them, though, won't it? I bet. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. I mean, it's probably what they're used to, like, but, like, what was money to them? Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, obviously, with the, when we got relegated, when Mick was in charge, what happened there? Because, did, obviously, you were one of the higher earners. Did Mick he, McCarthy? Did he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did he, did he just pull you to one side and say, you're going to have to 
They couldn't afford our wages, yeah. So yeah. there was there was me, Gavin McCann, Thomas Sorensen, Kev Phillips, maybe a couple of others on top of that. I don't know, but yeah, he pulled us in. It was like a mass exodus. Did he? Was there a mass exodus? Like, it wasn't. It wasn't him. Yeah, it was the club. Because of the wages. Yeah, the club. It was the club, not Mick. So he was like, "Look, I want to keep you all, but I can't." And then I remember I come in pre-season, um, and he he took the captaincy off me. I'd been captain for about three and a half years after after Kevin Ball. There was like a couple of changes, but I was captain for about three and a half years, and he walked in the door. And uh, because I kind of knew what was coming. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. That we all had to leave. He obviously had to, a decision to make. I, mean, I was the last one to go, I think, and I eventually got a move to Celtic, which was on loan. And I was like, well, I ain't turning that down. And I was sat in the boardroom at the training ground uh, with with an agent at the time and Martin O'Neill we had him on the phone and he was humming an hour and right I'll get back to you it was like four, five, six, seven times and everything you're like Fucking hell, is this going to happen I walk mm. happened about five minutes before the transfer window closed and I was like right they were like right pack your stuff and get yourself on the road and I, I drove drove to Glasgow that night and then went in to train the next day and I had like whatever many months it was there six, seven months or something but fuck hell, what a club yeah, yeah. Henrik Larsson is the best player I've ever seen yeah, best player. Is he a better finisher than Phillips? Uh, naturally, no. Like Kevin's, Kevin's just got a knack of scoring goals. Mm. But an all-round player, unreal. He probably never got the credit he deserved until he left. Celtic, well, then, yeah, well, apart from, obviously, if then, he he goes, then he goes Barcelona, then uh-huh. he goes Man United. But yeah. if he'd have done it earlier, he was top draw. That's seen him in training for like first day. Same thing like you were doing when you were watching all the lads as. Dicks and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Coming into training the first day. <laughs> and, uh, I hope he's got a massive cock in there. <laughs> no, it's not about that. He'll, he'll, he'll go up my estimation tenfold. See, this is, a, this is the difference between Dread me and Brownie. <laughs> I just remember going in and thinking, right, right, I know who's playing for them. They've got Lennon, Hearts, and Alan Thompson. Uh, Bobo Baldy was a centre half and everything. Sutton, they were Sutton there. So he was there, yeah. Um, they had some top class players I mean top class but then Henrik obviously was the one I'm thinking right can't can't watch can't wait to watch him train and introduce myself and everything and uh, goes in the dressing room and he's like you know come in the training ground said hello to him his top goes off and he's just like bump 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 and I'm like Jesus Christ he was just ripped so then further down the line and everything like this I'm going like months two months and everything I'm like Henrik you you don't go in the gym never went in the gym so naturally just solid well, you try to knock him off a ball. He's same as me, same slight as me. He was just so strong and most what an all-round player. I mean, like incredible player. Yeah, I've never never witnessed that over a period of time. Kevin Kevin was incredible and two guy at Blackburn, special players. But Henrik, oh my god, what was the hatred like up there, Glasgow? Mental, Brownie, honestly. So I was living like walking distance from. Um, is it Princess Street? I think it's called. Um, so there's obviously 50-50. So you go in certain places, right? The 
they love you. But they'll always talk to you. I mean, the, the, the Scottish, the Glaswegians are like really nice people. So it's, it's it's massive hatred, but it's not to the point where you can't fucking leave your house and you're going to get... Two days before the game, stay don't away. From, yeah. yeah, if you're a player, you don't go anywhere near the city centre. So I, like, I'm saying early on in the week before we played them. So I'd go up and then they tell you how important it was and everything. But I remember after the game, we went to Ibrox, we won the game 1-0 and I used to normally drive back to Sunderland and like see my parents and everything. I stayed after the game and it was like four, five, six of the lads had said, right, we'll have a night out. I was like, fucking hell, all right, you sure? <laughs> so we went in, um, went into the centre and uh, never never bought a drink, never paid for food, it was, never paid for me taxi on the way home, ever then. It was like, fuck. You fucking legend! I'd have gone out, fuck it. I'd have gone out all day Sunday and all. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you might have made the most of it, didn't you? You know when you get in the coaches and you go on the ground, um, it's just it's mental. No, until from from obviously Celtic Park to Ibrox and everything, the, the streets are just full and it's blue and green and white all the way down, and you can see them all in the boozes and everything. And you get outside the ground, you know, it's like it's only four steps till you get in the ground. They just walked and hoarded around the uh, the coach. And I've never shit myself so much getting off a coach. And like those four steps, fucking hell, I was fast as fuck, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was rapid. You weren't soaking the atmosphere up. You were oh, full mate, push, I mean, I'm you. off. It was. It was scary. Even doing the warm-up was scary. You start? I oh. came off the bench after about eight minutes. Alan Thompson got injured. And I had to go on on the left-hand side. Um, so I was taking the throw-ins. I don't know if I took corners that day or everything, but I just remembered. All you say to yourself is just get through it. Mm. So every time you're picking the ball up for the throw and you can hear like individuals, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> all the, you know, the sayings that they've got come out and everything. You're expecting but, the coins as well, aren't you? The coins, lighters and all that. It's mental. But one thing I can remember from the game is after we got the goal, we're getting near the end of the game and the Celtic fans have one stand. I don't know what it's called. You come out the tunnel at Ibrox on the left-hand side and they all, not the posmen, because they still watch the game, but they all put their arms mm. and jump up and down, but they face the, the, the match, not the other way around. And I thought the stand was going to fall down. You, you, you could see it going up Vibrated. and down. I'm like, oh my God, but I've never, well, first of all, I've never shipped myself so much in a game, and I've never seen an atmosphere like, and, and my derby's the, the weird time derby, or the tiny weird derby, whichever one you put it. That's my derby. I've never ever been so scared in a game in my life playing that. It was, it was ridiculous. So did you have to, you know, the, the night out that you had after you'd just beaten them then, did you have to just go to certain pubs or...? No, the city was all right. Yeah, it was all right, to be fair. I know what you're saying. Like, if, if Have you ever been to Celtic Park or Ibrox? No. If you go towards Celtic Park... I don't, I don't I mean, like watching big... that foreign football, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big line of uh, pubs. And I'm talking 15, 20 old Celtic bars, and right in the middle of the Celtic bars, there's a blue one. I don't know why, but that's where all the Rangers, well, not all of them, but that's where like the Rangers supporters go and they have a drink and everything. It's it's crazy, man. It's just football. But life there's not trouble. Football up there. Whatever the reason no, is, there's no there's trouble. Never trouble. Like, oh, they'll have a bit of a spat with each other and everything, but you never hear the trouble, even on the Saturday night after the match or a couple of days before it. I, well, I didn't anyway. Um, but. They are so passionate, and it's to, it's more to us. It's like, don't you fucking lose that game and everything. If you lose the next six games after this, don't lose that game. And you're like, shit. Do you get a winners' medal? No. Do you know what? Game. I didn't. I didn't because they only played, and that was the rule at the time. I don't know if you remember this when you when you were playing either. I never fucking won a league, <laughs> mate. Don't <laughs> 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 There'll never be no chance of getting a fucking play, winners' medal. You had to play ten games, ten league games, I think it was, and I played nine. 
Oh, yeah. I never asked the question like, of why. I didn't get one. Um, I wasn't bothered about it, to be honest with you. I was just playing. But then, um, I, as I said before, I went up to play against Rangers and I went to play the Champions League football, which I would never got at Sunderland. Yeah. Um, mm. And I loved it. <laughs> Nick, yeah. talk about that. I remember because someone Newcastle, obviously, we were, you beat them a lot, didn't you? Back then. Back to back was the two ones, weren't it? And the one I remember was the Quinny Header. Yeah. By the way, there's no point talking. Like, unless you're a Sunderland fan, there's no point listening to this fucking podcast. Nah. It's, 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 it's all about you today, that, isn't man. it? It's hey, Jesus Christ. Throwing a bit of Celtic in there for you. <laughs> but uh, days, uh, it was mega. I mean, the first year that we played them, right, and pff, it might bore you, right, but it was just pissing it down the rain. Completely. And we were like, the game's off. The game's off. I think this, I can't remember which one it was, first or second, but Rude Ullett was manager in Newcastle. I think it was the pouring down rain. And we'd heard that he'd had an argument with Shearer and Duncan Ferguson. Uh, he dropped them both. Is that when he dropped them yeah, both? Yeah, he dropped them yeah. both. So we're on the bench. So we've turned up and we're like, fucking team sheet come out. We're like, get the fucking game on. Yeah. <laughs> get this game as going ahead. All the fans and everything. Everybody's turned up. Get the game on. So we've come out and we've seen that they're on the bench. And obviously won that game 2-1. Like, oh, I mean, like, you're talking like the weather. It should never have gone ahead. Yeah. Never have gone ahead. But I think it was just because, maybe it was on TV. I can't remember if it was, but... I remember Hullet just stood with his hands in his oh, coat. Sure, he was in the background, wasn't he? Just yeah. yeah. But he got <laughs> sacked. That was his last game. He got sacked after that, didn't he? Uh, Rude Hullet. And then Shearer and, and Duncan Ferguson straight back in the team. But the, the following year was when I'd, I set the winner up with that, with that cross. And it's mad with social media, isn't it? I mean, like, every week someone will send me that cross and I'm like alright I've seen it it's either, that, <laughs> it's either that or the fucking penalty you know oh. someone will always send them two things to me and it's like you're like right what, what's your biggest memories at Sunderland and I go well it's, you've got to say it you do a Q&A and stuff like that and you go well the cross for Quinny with a 2-1 win the penalty miss and they're having a night out with Melanie Sykes. They're like, <laughs> that's all. It, that's the three things that they all want to know about. Forget, yeah, forget about the four hundred games you played. That's what they want to talk yeah. about. You're like, fucking Jesus Christ! You keep saying, "I was all right," you know. I wasn't a bad player. Good night, that one. It was honestly. If I do Q and A's up up at North, that's it. And, and Wayne Rooney smacking me. There you go. Four things. There was a few. There was a. We got. We got a few tweets about the. Uh, the Rooney incident. Yeah. Well, like, it got blown up a little bit, right, out of proportion. Like, basically, I, I'd went into the, the nightclub in Manchester. I think we'd, we'd had a night out. And, and you're obviously pissed, aren't you? Because you oh, can't take your ale. Fucking bladder. <laughs> <laughs> and you had these uh, these booze that used to... Uh, panacea. We're in, we're in Panacea and they had these booze. So all the Blackburn lads were in, in the Panacea... In, in, sorry, in our little booth. And then the United, uh, Wayne Rooney's in his next to it. And I'm wasted. And then Wayne had come in with his mates and whoever else he was with. But like you say, I couldn't see who he was with. And I'd leant over and I'm like, oh, was he okay, man? He's like, he's like nodding his head. He had a couple of minders, one each side of him. And there was actually a fella there. He, used to, he works in one of the shops in town. who used to get all my clothes and everything off. And he was on their table. So initially I went across to say hello to him and have a chat with him. And then I went across, single, by the way, at the time. And... Uh, I was like, oh, it was, how are you doing, mate? And he was like, oh, I'm all right, mate. And I'd just seen girls everywhere. And I'm like, um, which one of these are we shagging tonight? And uh, not wouldn't be knowing, <laughs> Colleen's <laughs> oh, no. in the group. Oh, like, no. So it wasn't aimed yeah. at her at all. 
but that was that was basically the conversation that we'd had and um he'd literally heard that so there was like there was wayne minder minder and then me here so i'm sat down basically like this on the on the on this big sofa so he just got up leant over smacked me in the in the eye sat back down and that was it so then uh, all the doormen and everything ran in and it was like a big fracard and everything and i think they took wayne out out the back way and everything and then i just basically got told to leave out the front door it wasn't slung out or anything they just walked up and and i went out and that was it so i thought nothing of it so this is like two in the morning and the next day i've woke up um come out my front door and just as i was coming out the front door <laughs> i've had a look and i've just seen a line of about because you, you've got the drive the gates and everything and then you over over the other side of it there's this not a massive fence but like you know if you stand on it you can look over it there's about a line of about 50 cameras and I'm like oh my god so I've, like, I've seen <laughs> me eye and I remember getting twatted off him or not yeah sobered me up like yeah. that straight away so then I've had me kip forgot about it woke up next morning and I've got a little tiny nick on the eye and I mean little tiny nick so I've woke up and I've seen that and I've thought right well I know what they're after so as soon as I've opened the door I've quickly seen him close the door, went back in, and I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, obviously, they, they, they wanted the story because it was Wayne, now to do with me. Mm. Um, so I went back in the house, me being like, you know, super celebrity and everything. I put a pair of sunglasses on, come out of the house, because I knew all they wanted was a photograph. Come out of the house, got in my car, out the gates, went to training ground, Blackburn's training ground, got to Blackburn's training ground, Sky, uh, local news cameras you name it same thing so again the camera the, the completely glasses are on parked the car up i thought i better go and sort this out with, with mark hughes went in um, and i just went gaffer i said i need to have a word with you i said uh, you see all the cameras and everything when you come when you went he said yeah i said right it's for me this wasn't the, sorry this was the monday so we had the sunday office this was the monday mm. um so i went in on the monday and i went i said look a few of the lads went out Saturday and I said like there's obviously something happened between me and Wayne I went I said completely like you know you might think it was me because you obviously think I do things wrong all the time which fucking hell, I was in his room every Monday <laughs> um, did he know what had happened no he didn't know he hadn't a clue so no, when it, it said it, it happened, he didn't know why all the, this massive no media didn't have a clue I don't think anybody did because I was home Saturday night two in the morning nothing was in the papers on this on the Sunday and then Monday it was back pages and it was inside some of the papers and everything. I think then Sky had tried to run it. And he went, he says, well, are you telling me the truth? I went, he says, 100%. I said, that's exactly what happened. I said, I'm not holding anything from you or nothing like that. I went, I said, that's what happened. And he went, right, brilliant. Great publicity for the club. He went, he says, get out there and go and train. It's exactly what I said. <laughs> and I went, oh, right, okay. So he didn't find me or nothing like that. Um, he went, he says, well, you've done nothing wrong. You're out on a Saturday night. Well, you can't out really find You've not yeah, exactly. actually done... So that that was his, that was the way he looked at it, and it, like they asked him about it, he went. He says, "Well, you're not getting anything from from me." He said, "I've spoke to Mickey." He went. He says, "That's it. He's out training now. He's fit. He's ready to go." And that was it. Did you see him? Have you? You must have played again. Yeah, or, we played him. See him again. Or? We played him a couple of weeks after, <clears throat> and he started the game. I was on the bench, and I came on for the last twenty minutes. And not really spoke about or anything like that, but we had a coming together as in like just a tackle and stuff like that. We just got on with the game, but end of the game, shook hands. And that was it. I've seen him a few times since, but not to speak to or anything like that, but didn't bother me at all. Didn't bother me at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I think he went through a period of smacking a couple of people. Do you remember, and I was there at this point, but we've had people saying about the Ferrari. Yeah. 
Is that because I can't remember any yeah, like any of the lads? Story. Yeah, I, no, I was there. And so I can't. What, what's the story? I was well. I I came in on the day that ninety people had lost their jobs, hadn't they? They'd lost their jobs at the club because we got relegated, so they couldn't yeah. keep anybody, so everybody on, and all that. So they were cutting club. everybody down. Yeah, but three three months prior to that, I'd ordered a Ferrari, a red Ferrari. So we went in that day. Mick McCarthy was manager, and I, we didn't know they were losing their jobs this day. So I, I, we've, I've obviously the cars got delivered to my uh, to my house in this um, like this van thing at the back. And he pulled it out. Been waiting for her for three months. I was like, oh, fucking dead excited. I can't believe it's that much of a fucking waiting. That's why I've never got one. <laughs> I can't wait three months. If I'm ordering so much, I can't wait fucking three probably months. Probably not now. You probably get it the next day now. But I just remember I had to wait three months for it. So it, it actually turned up on that day. So they pulled it off the back of this this truck. It came out this box, um, and I'm fucking obviously dead excited. I mean, I lived a mile away from the training ground, and. Um, this red Ferrari, so they take it down. I'm dead excited, so I get, I'm driving it. So I set, started it up. I drive to the training ground. I got the training ground. All the lads. I've been telling the lads I was getting. It, I just didn't know what day it was arriving. Turns up training ground. I get into the car park. This is the new training ground now. So we're getting the training ground, and I'm in the car park. Fucking vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> just so the lads could hear, and they've all come out. Let's have a look and everything. Give us a go and all that. As we can sit in it, and then. Um, Eventually, he comes out the car, so I'm buzzing with the car, and um, Mick McCarthy had went, he says, Mickey went, he said, like, oh, we all got brought in a room, and it was like, listen, lads, like, before we go any further, there's there's 90 people going to lose their jobs at the club. Um, so if you could just, like, you know, keep it low today and everything, like, say your sorries if you're going to come across any of them, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, I've just fucking drove in in a Ferrari. <laughs> So and Gaffer, I said, you do know what I've just dro- drove in the car park with? I said, I've been waiting for it for three months. He went, he said, he said that's you in the Ferrari, is it? I went, I said, yeah. I said, do you want me to take it home? He said, if you don't mind. And I went, no problem. I went, I said, fine. So I did. But Put the Ferrari on and just went back in his Range Rover. <laughs> no, Aston Martin. Oh, so I, had, uh, I did, yeah. Anybody knew that? <laughs> but he knew that so that was the two cars that, that, that I had at the time so that had turned up and I had asked Martin so you got a taxi man I took, I took it off I should have came back on a bike to be honest with you just but, fucking just borrow a score off somebody but that was I mean the story goes right that like and this is I get it's another question I get asked when I do the Q&A's and everything Mick McCarthy fined me two weeks wages and that was why I left the club and everything and I was being selfish because I drove the car never had a clue that they were losing their jobs on that day and um no one had said like what car to come into the training ground etc and all that and I never got fined from the club and I never got left out through all that story it was the biggest load of crap you know what the North East like for a rumour and a story yeah. biggest load of crap Mick McCarthy went he said look do you mind just taking it home I went to fine not a problem so, so I if, took it home if, you think, if, you'd have, if you'd have got delivery of the car two days earlier you don't think there'd have been, been made of it without a doubt yeah. without a doubt it was just because it came that day and I probably wouldn't have gone to work in that car that day mm. Because I lived like a, literally a minute round the corner from the training ground. That's where I lived. So it is, it, there's loads of crappy stories always come out, and it's always when something's gone wrong at Sunderland. Yeah. They always try and blame it on something, and that was my car. But the biggest load of shit mm. I've ever heard in my life. So just so you've been to Celtic on your loan. Yeah. Come back to Sunderland. Have you still got a contract at Sunderland? Or were you up? It was. I had. I had. A year and a half left on my contract. Right. And then Greg but obviously, tra- they obviously couldn't afford to keep you. That's why so I went to Celtic. 
But even after that, with the not. Yeah, well, then I came back and I played. Funny enough, I played one more game for Mick. We played Millwall. He put me on the bench, and um, I'd been captain for three and a half years and everything. And I went out to to Celtic on loan, and I came back. And uh, he's he's one of my best mates, Thurwell. So he was captain in the game. We played Millwall, and Mick brought me on for the last fifteen minutes. I'd been at Celtic. I'd come back. And you know when you come on the pitch and normally like whoever's captain will like come across and put the armband on you and everything. Fucking did he fuck? <laughs> there well. No, he's did looking you, at me. You walk like Superman. Put, <laughs> fuck you up. Put this fucking I'll never forget it. I'll armband. never forget it. And Dennis Wise was playing for Millwall. So they, I don't know how old Wise he was, but Wise he come over. He went. He says, "Is he not giving you that fucking armband?" <laughs> and I went, "Don't look like it, does it?" And I remember looking at Thurs and going, "Any chance?" He was like. <laughs> come off yeah, at the end of the game but that was my last that was my last ever game for Sunderland that and then Suey called me after the game he went he said how long have you got left on your contract I said I think I've got about 18 months he went right he said do you want to come to Blackburn I went absolutely um, he went he said right we'll take you we'll take over your contract and we'll give you an extra year so I was buzzing with that went down same pay and everything 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 was the same yeah but it was like stumbling blocks because I had as every player a lad you know and like I had huge signing on fees that I was waiting for yeah and, the ch- and, a, and a testimonial which I didn't get at Sunderland I didn't take it because I let Niall Quinn go ahead of me and not knowing that he was going to give all his money mm. so um, I remember because he killed everybody I was absolutely what, raging having the testimonial then giving it away he gave it the charity didn't he well, was he, he the first he one do that he was like, the first one, wasn't he? He asked like when me. you win your raffle. Uh, yeah, but the problem is... Put it back in. Auction it off. Auction it off. Everybody's <laughs> got to give it back, haven't they? Quinny had only mm. had seven and a half years, so everybody thinks it was a Sunderland testimonial. It wasn't. It was a Republic of Ireland testimonial. And he played against Sunderland. Because ah. you get a testimonial when you have 75 games for your country for Republic of Ireland. So it was. that's why he played for both teams. So he obviously did it at Sunderland. I mean, Quinny's an absolute god up there. But... Um, He'd had a bad toe. Something was wrong. I think he actually retired after that. I don't think he played after his testimonial. Or he might might have had another season out of or something. But he, he came up to me because mine was against Celtic. That was why I went to Celtic. Mm. And I seen Martin. He got the letter, signed the letter. Right, we'll play you in the summer. So it was all set to go. And Quinny went, he says, look, he said, I'm thinking about retiring early. He went, he said, um, I've got this testimonial through my country and everything. Do you mind if I go ahead of you? And I just went, I said, look, you go ahead of me, not a problem. Um didn't say anything about giving any of the money away at the end of it and then after the game found out he'd give a million quid away or there or thereabouts and I remember seeing him straight after I went I said you've killed me I said you've absolutely fucking killed me I said you're going to be fucking uh, Niall Quinn OBE or MBE and I said I'm sat there fucking still waiting after 12 and a half years for my testimony and I went I said I can't do it now can I I said like what am I supposed to do exactly the same as you Um, so yeah I fuck didn't you, take it after that. Fuck you, Niall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I know like people at Man United and everything have had their testimonials and stuff since and done exactly the same thing. But look, the money in football now is like, you know, it's astronomical. It's fair play to them if they want to do that. But yeah, that was the reason I never I never eventually took it. So it's it was still there. I still got the letter somewhere stored away. I'll never have it now. I was, say, yeah. I was about to say, is any chance you can fucking yeah. backtrack on it? You're joking. Imagine going to Sunderland now. You get about five people through the door <laughs> the way they're playing. But um, yeah, that was one of the reasons. I didn't but take did, my I testimonial. Remember. And I, I actually said to him, I said, you can go ahead of me. But he didn't tell me what he was going to do. 
But how do you criticise someone who gives a million quid away? You know what I mean? I you can't, can you? I'd ripped his fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I'd, I'd have had a fight with him. You'd probably lost, but I've lost, but so I don't. You just didn't take it. No, I didn't take it, and I won't. I won't take it now. But that was that was obviously mm. one of the reasons. I mean, we were all like, I was ready with all like the organisations and having the meetings and everything. And I knew he felt guilty because he said to me, "I'll give you the first, uh, I'll give you the first ten rows in your testimonial." That's what he said to me, meaning, "I'll pay for your first ten rows." And I went and said, "Look." It's a waste of time now. I'd have gone down the old fucking 75% job, me. I'll get, I'll get 25% away and I'll, I'll have 75 myself. No, but that, that's that's the way you sort it out, don't mm. you? I mean, like, whatever you give to your charities, if you've got two or three different charities, you give them a percentage, them a percent. You never give them 100%, mm. you know, because it's for your benefit. You've been at the club for 12 and a half years. If, you, if you're filling it with Celtic and Sunderland fans and you're getting a million quid, exactly, the charity's happy with I mean, 250 grand. Martin, has, Martin has said to me, turn around, he went, look, he said, absolutely, he said, you've come here on loan, he said, you're being great, he said, the lads absolutely love you um, at Celtic, he went, he says, 100% you can have your testimonial against us, he went, he said, we'll sort the date out for the pre-season. So all that was set, it was all set up, so I knew all that when I was thinking, I've got Celtic. Fucking seven and a half, eight, nine, ten thousand fucking Celtic supporters are going to come mm. up. They, they love coming here, don't they? Playing against the English sides. So that was all set. So, I mean, if you're selling the tickets for 10, 15 quid or whatever it is, you know, there's there's 150 grand straight away. Mm. And then you're thinking, you know, if, if Quinny had done the, you know, the first 10 rows, there's another 100 grand, and you, f- you fill the rest of it. And then yeah. with your sponsors, advertisement, and everything. It was a no brainer, but uh, after he'd done that, I just thought, no, I can't now. He's not, you're not going to be sending him a Christmas card at <laughs> nah, still two or look, three I'm, I'm not a horrible person like that. I, I still speak to Quinny and like, I've, I respect him because he was my mate at the club and everything, but um, he done me then. I'd still fucking, I'd, I'd think I'd bring it to every time I ever fucking cross back with him. <laughs> I really <laughs> Yeah. Are you getting these fucking drinks in, Niall? Oh. <laughs> Are you getting, Niall? Come on, get these drinks in you, you fucker. I've got an island for the weekend, Quinny. Um, I need a hotel and flights. You'll be like, no problem, Mickey, I'll get that for you. I can stop at yours, get an hour when I close them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Were you at, um, was Bentley at Blackburn? Yeah. I tried to get Dunny to tell us some crack about him. Bent was... Uh... I... Yeah, he was a funny lad, funny character when he first came in. He loves all his rock and roll, heavy metal and all that stuff. Like When you look at him, you think, right, good-looking kid and everything. You know, he's, he's, everybody's comparing him to Bex and everything. Comes in with like his hoodie on, like fucking ZZ Top and all that shit and all over it. ACDC. It was, all that stuff. <laughs> and it, you, you used to get in the car park and all the lads would leave at the same time and you'd get in his car and like you'd, you'd hear them, wouldn't you? Like there's R&B in that one and there's the same thing going on this one and who's got the biggest beats going on and everything. And then fucking Benz would turn his car on. Fuck me. Fucking like every metal, like rock and roll <laughs> stuff that you like, you just could not understand. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Benz, how have you got into that? And he went, I love it. He said, I fucking love it. But what a player for a couple of years. Unbelievable, wasn't he? Yeah, he was class, he was. Uh, he, he got, I think he got a kick up the arse when he first went because he couldn't get in the team. We had Brett Emerton on the right-hand side. W- what side we had, by the way? Was he uh, Australian, Brett Emerton? Yeah, yeah. Him and Lucas Neal, we had on the right-hand side. We had me and Morton Gams Pedersen on the left. We had Benny McCarthy, a fit one. Craig Bellamy up front. Two guy. David Dunn, Robbie Savage, Gary Flickcroft, centre midfield. How did you find Bellas? Loved him. Yeah? Yeah. He's different know, to what like you think, isn't he? But you nearly opened your eyes wide there, didn't you? you... I played him at Cardiff. I had four or five months with him at Cardiff. Yeah, I, st- I still get on, to him, on with him this to this day. Um, I don't know, we just clicked with each other when I went in. 
same like wind up personality in the dressing room and all that, but fucking hell, he, he ruined careers in the dressing room. He did. It could be. He was even so nasty. You've <laughs> said that. I swear you? to you. you what it what it worries. I don't mind the delivery. The, yeah, where he's delivering. I don't mind the in the dressing room, but it were like, do you know, like we'd be in a, an hotel on a Friday night and the pasta were a bit sticky. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He'd be like that to the waitress. This fucking pasta's shit. It's not the waitress's fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what. That's completely. You know, that's exactly, this fucking pasta's shit. Tell the chef to make some more pasta. <laughs> this is shit. It weren't the poor lass's fault who fetched yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> But that's just that. But anything, he was ruthless like that. Mm. If he saw a weak a weakness in anybody, he was all over it. Yeah. But wasn't frightened about how he said it, when he said it. Mm. We were in dressing rooms at half time, and Morton Gams Pedersen, who was like fucking, he was the darling of Norway football, like the fucking Beckham of Norway Norway football. He ruined him, absolutely ruined him. It was like, and it wasn't like Morton. Come on, I'll, you know, I'll improve in the second half. It was like, you are. Shit. <laughs> oh, I know, but he was—he was a fit lad, but a good player. But Bella's ruined him. But I have to say, when he was at Blackburn, Craig, he was top class. He, he what was, a player! Fucking brilliant. But then he used to. His big problem was, and he started flying in on a helicopter. And this is true. So we, uh, so we go home see his family in Wales. Uh, Mark used to give him like certain days off, and it was fine because he was still playing well. If it was midweek or Saturdays and everything, but we start training at eleven o'clock. And the helicopter used to land at about 5 to 11, 10 to 11. He'd come out, go and get his kit on and everything. We're in the middle of the warm-up. And it was only like me and maybe a couple of others who would dare say something to mm. him. And I'm like, fucking big time. Come on, we're out at 11 o'clock. I said, who do you think you fucking are? Could drive home in Ferrari, wouldn't Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it got a little bit much in the end. And I think he was getting peed off. His contract was coming to an end. And I think there was interest from Liverpool or Man City at the time. And they were offering him crazy amounts, and um, we eventually lost him. Um, Did you ever hear what happened with him and Shira? Yeah, the other day someone told me the story. Because um, I remember celebrating something, but I don't think it was a Blackburn, was it? Was he at Liverpool at this point? He'd had a goal. Bobby Robson was no, it was Newcastle. Bobby yeah, he was at Newcastle. Was, yeah, Bobby Robson was the with the manager, and Bellamy had went in the press or something and had a goal and said like. Um, I can't show you how the Geordies how good I am or something because Shearer's legs have gone now. And um, that was after a game that Alan, Alan had played in or something. So they went in the dressing room. They'd made messing each other over the Saturday and the Sunday and they went in the dressing room on the Monday. And Bellas was stood in front of him who just had his teeth done. And he went, Al, I know you're going to punch me. <laughs> just don't punch me in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Shearer then turned around to him and just went what do I do <laughs> what do I do like yeah don't, don't punch, punch me I've just had my teeth done don't punch you can punch me anywhere but my teeth <laughs> yeah but then he had the uh, I think he'd had a massive Sue had him against the wall one time Craig he'd had him against the wall and like, I think he'd had a go and said the team was crap and everything like you know there's no tactics and all this and I think there was a few little murmurs from the managers to the players and everything and Sue got him in the dressing room and got him by the throat and lifted him up the wall apparently but that was Bellas. Mm. That was Bellas. You know, you, you like seat the pants. You wanted him in your team. Yeah. But he was a nuisance. But like you say, I, I, I get on really well now with him. Mm. So was Savage there at the same time? Sav was there, yeah. Another lad. Great lad. What were, what were, the, what were them two like? Cause yeah, they, they were good. Yeah? Yeah, they were good. I think they had a bit of a fallout when either Craig or, or Sav left about something. But it was nothing. When they were at the club together, they were amazing. 
I'm right. just going over off like what we've heard from different people of Savage being one of the most insecure people in football. Oh, without and, a doubt. And Bellamy. Being the weakness. Zoning in on weaknesses, yeah. Nah, they were all right. I think it was maybe the Wales thing or everything, but nah, they, yeah, were, they, were, they were good as gold. But Sav was brilliant around the place. I hated him before he came. Absolutely hated him. We played him in the semi-final of the League Cup once, Leicester. And uh, he was putting himself about. He was actually playing on my side, tried to go through me, and I thought, I'm not having that. But we did a two-legger, so I got him back. Um, but then he came to Blackburn. Same thing with Bellas. Just I clicked straight away with him. And he was, like, hilarious. Mm. Hilarious. But I know why people hate him. He's the same as Bellas, but he's like, you know, his hair's flowing all over the place and his white <laughs> boots running around chasing a crisp packet. But um, I think every, I think he wanted everybody to hate him. He loves who, it. Who were playing against him. He loves it. He? Do you know what he said to me when Wayne Rooney punched me? He went, I wish it was me. <laughs> That's what he said to me. Gospel truth. For the publicity, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he couldn't live without publicity, Sav, and that's like just the, the life even that he's negative, living. Even negative publicity. Oh, he's like, I tell you, if you said something like, if you wouldn't just make it up, you go, oh, Sav, Gaffer wants to see you. He would shit himself. <laughs> Absolutely shit himself. What for? What does he want? What does he want? <laughs> what, what have I done? What have I done? You better go and see him, mate. Fucking hell, he's fucking got you. And uh, that's what he was so insecure. But, like, again, same thing. I got on really well. We had a brilliant group of lads, to be fair, at, uh, at Blackburn. Don Matteo. Yeah, Dom would have been there, wouldn't he? Yeah, that was the downfall. Drinking school. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> him and Gary Flickcroft. Did Dom oh just come in and captain and vice captain him and Flickcroft. Oh, mate, you talk about gambling and everything. They all used to be in the dressing room. Like, I, I'm not a gambler, but they used to be in, and we used to have the uh, the screen in every dressing room. You know, you'd have Sky Sports on, wouldn't you? They used to have the racing channel on. <laughs> and they, they were all looking at it one day. There was uh, there was Dom, Flitty, a few others, David Thompson, a couple of others, and... Um, they're watching this race. We're, we're training at 11. It was coming on at about 10 to 11. And uh, they're on the phone and Dom's going, yeah, we'll all have 20 on me, Flitty, Tomo and A, another will have 20 on. And I'm going, I said, oh, that's all right, that. I said, stick me in that. <laughs> Dom went, no, Mickey, 20 grand each. I went, oh, yeah, right, I'm stop out training, lad. See you later. And I, I was like, what? We are there with your purple one. Oh, yeah. 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 It's yeah. lost. No, you owe me 19,000. <laughs> an 80-pound I couldn't believe it. And I was like, 20 grand? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, all right, leave me out of that. <laughs> but that's what they did. They give them a buzz. Even on the, the back of the bus after matches and everything, going to a game. There was races on. That's what they were betting on. And then it got to like the point where there was two bits of water coming down the window and everything. That, that, that one on the right is going to get the bottom first and everything. Fiver. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it was mental. Absolutely mental. So Blackburn, Leeds twice. Leeds. Yeah. Well, Leeds, Blackburn. I was signed for Blackburn, but it was Blackburn, Leeds, Blackburn, Leeds. So I had two spells... Permanent? No. Oh, loans. No, but loans. Um, under Kevin Blackwell and Dennis Wise, the second one. I thought he's going to get another mention, oh, isn't he? Blackwell. We've not got a strong opinion of Wise on this show. Oh, you Blackwell. Know any uh, twatted Carl Davidson yeah. Yeah. from when Jerry told us? Oh, in the uh, was that in the hotel room? Yeah, when he's yeah. just walked in and twatted well, him. Bellas did that, didn't he, with John Arnorisa with the golf That's club? That's what I was on about when I said Liverpool. I, didn't I thought it was Shearer, but it, was that in the room, was it? That was in a room, yeah. He went in with a golf club in the middle of the night because John Arisha had had a go at him at the, uh, at the dinner table or something, trying to be smart. So um, Bellas had got the golf club, hadn't he? And went in his room in the middle of the night, got a key for his room, got in his room, 
battered them with, with a golf then, club. With a golf club, but then they played Barcelona, didn't they? Liverpool in the Champions League, and Bella scored, and his celebration was the golf club. You've got, so to, be, that, you've got to be an angry what? man, ain't you? To, to leave it for sort of four or five hours and then go and pick a fucking seven yeah. iron up and then go and get a key from reception. Mm. It's it's stored. There's anger, something that, missing it? there in, in the all, brain. In all seriousness, like going in with a like as he proper. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It's not a bit of a story. Like, like, no, no. He, he proper thumped him because. And then he celebrated with the cops. Like, yeah. Man, what are you doing? What, where'd you, you go for? Where, where, uh, where would you hit him? Because if you hit him around the head, you, there's a good chance you can kill him, isn't there? Without a doubt, yeah. Oh, are you just going like lower leg, lower limb, or arm? Or, you've got to go shaft. You can't use the club. <laughs> I've never asked him where he. I've never asked him where he hit. Him. I know he hit him, John. I know I'm he sure hit John. I've never asked him which club. And let me tell you, he'd have had to go in with a, 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 a golf because he's a big lad. Yeah, he was, he's who's a big that? Lad. John Arnarisa. Did they make up? Do you know? Oh, I don't. know. I, I, don't, that, I don't know. I think that's. I don't think you can make up with somebody who twats you a fucking semi. Sent him a Christmas present, a box of balls. <laughs> <laughs> with his name on, yeah. Bellas. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I don't know if they made up, but uh, yeah, that's that was Bellas. So, you know. enjoy your leads. Loved it. Loved it. Had a brilliant relationship with the fans. Just took to me. I don't know why, but it was the only club I think. Well, Blackburn a little bit. The only you know when the club sings your name. Hmm. Well, you strike so What song did you He's here, he's there, he's every fucking where, Mickey Gray. <laughs> like that it. was my song. Like it leads, and I was like, Classic. This is brilliant. Yeah, like this. I've, I've waited about 12 years for this, and I've heard about someone singing me name. <laughs> the only other time was at Sunderland when I missed that fucking penalty, and I was walking off. <laughs> One Michael Gray, that's all that you come up with. <laughs> but yeah, I loved Leeds. First time I went under Kevin Blackwell was um, was class. Get um, on with Blackwell? Pardon? Get on with Blackwell? Yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh, the first one who's come on who did. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe it was because I was on loan. I don't mm. know. Um, but he he was good. He was good in the dressing room. He, he had he had all the lads at it. Um, just missed out on the playoffs, I think, that year. The, the year I went. I mean, I, I think I played about 10 games. I went near the end of the season. And um, then I went back to Blackburn. Started playing for Blackburn. My first game was against Man United at Old Trafford. I got back in the team. We beat them... Um, we beat him two one. I set up the winner, but yeah, that was that was incredible. That and then I went on a massive run. Uh, Ronaldo played on our side that day more, and I went. It's fucking help me out. Played against him three times. Ronaldo beat him three times. Yeah, some record that in it. What was he like to play against? Oh, I'm mate, a bit like that with scary. Shrewsbury. <laughs> <laughs> I played Shrewsbury twice in one both game. <laughs> <And> scored. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, he was. It's just like a steam train. You didn't know what he was going to do. It was, it was when he was doing all his step-overs. When I say what age will he have been here, would he have been the skinny, 22, kiddish? 21, 22. Can you, can you call him a skinny, kiddish? But you know what I mean? I you know, know before he really fucking... He was scary. He was scary. I'm, there's always times when you play against Man United, and I, like, he's probably the same as me. When I used to walk down that tunnel, right, and Canton I used to walk down, chest out, collars up and everything. You, you just look across. You're like that, you're red. You can't stop yourself. From looking, mm. and as soon as you go like that, you go right. We're one nil down. We haven't kicked off. That was the feeling yeah. you got. It was the same when Arsenal were flying with their team. There were certain teams you used to be in the tunnel. You go, we're one down already, mm. and it was just scary. But then Ronaldo came onto the scene, and he had some team, and uh, you see him play on the on the right hand side. You're like, fucking, what am I going to do? And your first thought in your mind was, in them days, was I've got to smash him. Yeah, kick him. Got to smash him. I couldn't get anywhere near him. 
couple of times he'd ran me down down my side, me and Morton. But I have to say, like for the rest of the game, you know, sometimes you pat yourself on the back, didn't you? But um, we got the better of him. He actually tried to swap wings. So then Park uh, Park G's son came on our side, who was a very good player. Mm. And um, then they had Becks coming off the bench and bits and bobs like that, and, and other players that they had at the time. But uh, he was something else. Like you were, at, you had to be on your game. Mm. He was, he was just phenomenal. So that when the call came from Mick McCarthy then to to reunite at Wolves, did you not think twice straight? straight no, I didn't. In? I was I was on holiday and uh, he'd phoned me at the beginning. Of the season had finished wherever I was at the end of that Blackburn, I think it was, and. Um, it's Matt, right? So I'm waiting at the end. I knew my contract had finished. So, you know, at the end of the season, they get you all in the room. They go, all right, lads, this is your programme for the summer. Right, this is how you need to look after yourself. Have two weeks complete rest, then start ticking <laughs> That's off. what I used to do. <laughs> yeah, well, That's I what I used like to do. Fuck Straight off. in the bin. I'm like, I'm fit enough. I, knew, like, I always used to win the running and everything, so it didn't bother me. So I never looked at all that. And um, I was sat waiting, and Mark Hughes um, like, said his piece and everything, and went in his manager's office, and I'm, I'm like that. And the lads are going, what's happening? I went, I don't know. I don't offer me a next year. I don't know if I've got a new contract. Still waiting to this day to find out whether he's whether he's <laughs> offering me one or not. Honestly. So like, and then I just thought, right, all right. Well, I know it's up. I'm not even going to go and see him. He hasn't had the like the guts to come and say, look, thanks for your time and everything. Was that disappointing? Oh, I was gutted, yeah, because I love Blackburn. But they brought Stephen Warnick in from Liverpool, who then started to play the last season I was there, and he was he was brilliant. He had a great season, Stephen. And I was like, well, am I going to play? So I know they're not going to offer me a contract. Mm. So then I went summer, had the holiday, got a call off Mick early doors and said, look, we'd love you at Wolves. Well, it, I mean, I'm sorry, just to, but you know, to go back, was it disappointing from Mark Hughes? Yeah, no, I was As disappointed in him. Yeah. You know, not to come and say, look, yeah. like, I'm, re I'm really, I've cut off your contract. Exactly, Which yeah. Which you'd have been like, yeah, no bother. But I you was, know, like, somebody is, like, for me, he's that stature where mm. you think, what a fucking player, what, what a player. And he knows how footballers are. Was it, it was it personal? Did, did, did you get on with no, him? No, I got on with him really well. I mean, I say really well. well. He, was hard, he was hard to get to know, Mark, to be honest, because I said he was really quiet up until match days. So he was difficult to get to know. But like when I did have conversations with him, they were, they're like, they were decent conversations. So I did. I sat there and all the lads, even all the lads were coming up and going, what's happening? Has he seen you? Are you going to go and see him? And I thought, do you know what? I'm not going to go and see him. It's up to him to come and say, What Mickey, age will you have been here? 20, 29. So you, 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 you've been in the game long well enough for him to come 30. and say, look, uh, I'm not going to offer you a contract. Right? Yeah. No bother, shake hands, away you go. Exactly. Which I think was disappointing, though, I can imagine. it was. Yeah, it was the right, I thought that was always the right thing to do. Was you know, like You've worked your socks off for two and a half years for him as manager. The best thing or the decent thing to do is like the manager comes up to you and goes, look, can I have a minute? We're not going to offer you a contract. But look, thanks for the last two and a half years. You've been brilliant. You've been great around the place. But whatever happens to you next, good luck, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, it's a simple Any, conversation anyone, to have. Anybody phones, I'll fucking, I'll tell them, yeah. Exactly, yeah. XYZ. Exactly. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen that done before. Yeah. I can't remember an example of managers not, or somebody telling you. It's like the same in the middle of a season if you're going to leave a club and everything. So what happened when you left then? Nothing. Just got all my kit, my training kit, your shirts from that year, like everybody would do, your boots. So everything's. I had nothing left at the training ground. No goodbye. Nothing. I went. I said bye to all the staff and everything who'd worked there and everything. And I went back a few times since, but not to see Mark. Just so like no, no words memorable. whatsoever exchanged. Nothing with Mark whatsoever. Hughes. So when Mick rang them, were you? Yeah, but. I'm going to work, maybe something better will come. I said to Mick, because I had, uh, who, was, who was chasing me now? God, somebody I think had just got promoted to the Premier League that season. 
and it was a, I got a phone call and it was look don't know what we're going to be doing over the summer but we're interested in taking you are you interested in coming and I went I said yeah I'm interested in coming I said but let me have a two week holiday first and then we'll see what's what's there afterwards and I did me two weeks holiday got the end and the club I can't remember what club it was now but they actually signed a left back and I was like alright that's out the window but I'd had the call off Mick said look would you be interested in coming to Wolves? We're going places. We've got a young squad. We need a few experienced players in the dressing room and everything. But you're coming to play. And I was like, right, OK. I said, the same thing. Mick, give us a couple of weeks. I'll have my holiday, but I'll be back in touch. Left it third week, fourth week, fifth week. Waiting for that call from the Premier League team and everything. Nothing come. So I was like, right, OK. So I phoned Mick up. I said, Mick, is that offer still there? He went, absolutely. He went, he says, get yourself down here. First day of pre-season. He went, he says, are you ready to go? I went, he says, yeah, I've kept myself fit. Went in. Signed a contract that he offered me at the beginning because he offered me a contract. Nothing had changed. Signed a contract for two years, I think it was. Um, just missed out in the playoffs the first season. But he's great. He's an honest guy, Mick. I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever come across him, but like, he's a nice fella and he'll tell you exactly. He never lied to you. Proper Yorkshireman. And I like that about you him. You're an ugly bastard, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But he was, he was brilliant in the dressing room, was good. And I was still living in Manchester, so I was doing the M6 there and back every single day. But then we got to a point, so I was 33, I think, by the time I was leaving Wolves. And he started bringing us in on a Sunday for a bath. Like so a then, warm down day. The lads are all... all the lads a bath with Mick. 20, yeah, 21 <laughs> and 22-year-old, all the lads. Pop in, I've got, I've got the mate. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> and the lads are all saying to me after about three or four weeks, what the fuck are you coming down here for on a Sunday when you can have a bath at home? Go for a massage and go for a walk. I went and said, well, go and tell the manager, not me. So I went to see, I seen Mick after about a month of doing it. And I just went, Mick, I went, I said, like, why am I coming down on a Sunday for a bath? I went and says, it's doing me back in, sitting in the car for an hour and a half. And then an hour and a half back, by the time I get home, I'm fucking more tired than I was before mm. I got in the car. And he was like, I can't do it. He said, I've got the old squad coming in and everything. Like, if you start missing, they'll say, oh, why the fuck's he not coming? I said, no, they're not. They're telling me why I'm coming in. But then you look at Fergie with Giggsy and everybody when they got in their 30s. You're not training today. Roy King, you're not training today. Train on Wednesday. And I think that's where he didn't know how to handle experienced players. If you always look at the teams that he's had through the years, Sunderland, Wolves, even Millwall, etc. And even his national team. I mean, sometimes your hands are tied with the national team, but always went for energy. Young lads, enthusiastic players, which I was... But then I, I just got to the point where like he's having a laugh with me here. But that's that, that's fucking. It, it, the, so it's 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 managing your players. Yeah. The career that the, the career that you'd had at, and you're 33, and a 21 year old can't say why the fucking he should be in. Yeah, he's not got a he's not and not got a right to say we need to get we need to get him in because I'm in. So yeah, it's it, it's a. It, I think that's a big it was him being it was him being honest, but I think like if he looks back in, in, in the end of his managerial career and goes like, "What could I have done different?" That's probably one of the things. I mean, it's probably way down on his list of things that he wants to change. But I think he could have he could have managed experienced players better. Mm. Um, that was probably one of his problems. But like, as an honest guy, I still respect. I, I, I love Mick. I think he was a really top <coughs> bloke. But like, when it got to me at that stage, I was like. I'll just give me a day off. Yeah. But I was saying to Mick as well at the time, I said, look, Mick, I'm not a pisshead. I don't go out Not now. anymore. Yeah, not anymore, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I never. I hardly ever used to go out. I mean, like, and even now, 
I go out once a week, but like I'm I'm a village drinker. I'm not a city centre boy or anything like that. I did all that in my twenties and all that, and like fucking did it pretty well with everybody else. <laughs> Looks so proud. Oh, oh my god. god! I did it. Pretty well. I give it a good go. Fucking <laughs> hell! But they have, ah, you know. Get me in a city centre now. I don't know what to do with yeah, myself. I'm like that myself, mate. Village pubs, and I'm fucking happy as Larry me. But yeah, that, that was the big problem where I'm thinking like, he knows I work hard. He knows when it comes to match days, he's going to get everything out. I might have a bad game, mm. but I'll still give everything I've got. And then the Sundays just became a little bit much for me travelling up and down. And that was when I went to him. I said, mate, I can't keep doing this. Did you get the Mondays off? No. So you you were in, we had one day off. Six days a week. So you you got like was it was either Wednesday or a Tuesday mm. or something like that. We used to get off. So you always got your, your day off. But then you know what the championships like Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah. So your days off then become coming for another cool down on a Thursday if you play on a Wednesday. Yeah. So you never got your days off. And then eventually I went and said, look, like I've had enough of the dra- the travelling and everything. So then he went, he says, what do you want to do? And I started getting left out the team a little bit. And then he was pulling me off like, like after 65. Oh, what, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, dragging me I'll, off. I'll come in Sundays, then yeah. you're fucking pulling me off. No, <laughs> we did a double session on Sundays after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look where I've got, look where I've got, what, do you, <laughs> what do you think we're happening in that <laughs> But then he, uh, yeah, so it was, I was in for like those days and I just thought, right, I can't keep doing this journey. So I went and seen him. I said, look, I'm not playing every week. I said, like, you're obviously, he brought George Ella Colby in who started playing left back and then I was playing right wing. I started playing right wing, which I absolutely loved. It's fucking so easy. Just chop it on your left foot and cross the ball. And if you've got a couple of lads like Iwalumu and Chris Ebanks Blake mm-hmm. were our centre forwards. Fucking scoring like 20 goals a season I was like fucking hell this is a piece of piss yeah. and we had a good side in the championship but then I, I started not playing and then I went I said right I need to play because I'm going to jack up when I'm 35 but the last three I went to Sheffield Wednesday and as much as I loved it there Brian Laws signed me there um, I went on loan initially <coughs> and eventually this, I signed a contract with him and my, my target was always 35 <coughs> loved the club like Brian Laws as a guy, I thought he was a really nice fella. Um, we had 16 pros, so it was always hard. And then he lost his job and Ian Irvine came in, which was just completely different. And I mean, that was the end. But I'd made my mind up. I was packing in when I was 35. Regardless. Regardless. But And it was only for the fact of the last two and a half years of my career, pretty much at Sheffield Wednesday, although I still give everything that I had when I was playing. And, and like I had a good rapport with the supporters there and everything. I just fell out of love with football. Last two and a half years of it, I hated it. So you had, had 18 years at it, didn't you? 18, but the problem was, like, when you've been there and you train with, like, the players that we've been talking about through all the interview and everything, and you come down and down and down. I went to Sheffield Wednesday and training was just... It was me running around and them just tossing it off. And you would get, like, three or four lads who would have a go and the younger lads and everything, but you had so many of them. So this League won then with Alan Irvine? No, championship. championship. Mm-hmm. But then I got my Sundays off. I got me Wednesday off. If yeah. I didn't want to train, I didn't train. But I always played on the match days. But I was playing right wing. And if I, honestly, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But then on the same side of it, I'm thinking, I haven't got many games left because I'm nearly 35. Mm. And I got 35. And, and I was going to leave Sheffield Wednesday. Then I got uh, Lee Clark. Clark, he had called me up. I think he was at Huddersfield uh, at the time. Yeah, And he went, he said, um, come down. He said, we'll give you a couple of years. And I went and said, no, Nash, I'm done. I'm done. Because I'm still talk- fit. I'd not had any re- injuries or anything like that. But, but you I- put that, that 
That you said 35, I'm done. 35, I'm done. Yeah. And I think they might have been in League One at the time, which I'd never played in. And I thought, right, do I start, keep going down and down and down and just making a fucking numpty of myself? And I thought, nah, I'm doing it, I'm finished. That's what I And did. I was jumping <laughs> half, half into the media at the time. So I was doing the games. Then if there was a midweek game and we were off, I was doing commentaries and everything for the games. Started doing a little bit of TV and radio work. And I just thought, that's it. I'll just jump straight into that. But um, I regret it a bit. I was just about to say that. Do you regret that? You yeah. Think you could have got to 37 and... Easy. Easy. I could have got to 40. Because so I saw you on the mass, I think it was the mass on you know, them Sky Sports things. And yeah. You, still, you look like you could have played. Yeah, I could run around and everything. And like, you know what the daft thing is now? You play charity games and everything now and you still think you can. But then your ammies go, your back goes, you mm. fucking wake up the next morning. But then you start to remember about training every day, playing a game on a Saturday, waking up on a Sunday and not being able to get out of bed. Yeah. And it, don't, it, it takes, what, two or three weeks before that starts happening again. And like, that's why everybody jacks in. Mm. Yeah. It's not because you think you still can't do it, because you can. If you didn't train and played on a Saturday, you could probably still do it. But it's the training every single day, you know, eating all the stuff that they put in front of you. And everything, and then playing a match on a Saturday and just like waking up on a Sunday and going, fucking, I can't move. Because you've been hit with a bus, Yeah, you do. You do. So, was that a bad dressing room, the Chef Red one at that time? Yeah. Yeah, massively bad. Um, I wouldn't have thought Alan would have fucking accepted that. He, but he, he never he came kind of anywhere near it. He kind of inherited that as well, though, if you remember, that dressing room. So, who would have been in that then? Was it Leon, Clarky, and Antonio? Leon Clark, one of the worst I've ever seen. Who's that, Jesus, sorry? Don't say that. Christ, oh, we've, had, we've had him on. We've had no, Leon. Leon Clark. Oh, I'm... Is that who you mean? Leon, Mickey. sorry, mate. I'm thinking of Leon Knight. Jesus Christ, he's a big year. <laughs> <laughs> Leon Clark. Worst, yeah. worst I've ever seen. Remember, you know, the Easter weekend, we used to play Saturday, Monday. Played Saturday, and we were fighting to stay in the league. Played on Saturday, and he come in on the Sunday, and I knew he was going out Saturday, and he came in on the Sunday, and, uh, like, you know, you had to get in early if you got an injury and everything. He came in at about 20 past 10 and we were supposed to be training at half 10. Then he went to one of the physios. He went, he said, my ammy's a bit tight. I can't train today. And he went in the dress in, in the medical room and I was injured the same weekend. And you can smell the fumes on somebody when they've been out. And he absolutely stunk. And I'm like, um, I said, are you going to be fit tomorrow? He went, yeah, I'll probably give it a go tomorrow. I said, well, you fucking stink of booze. And um, I didn't say anything and I, I regret it now. I mean, you know you don't snitch do you no because he's your teammate and all that like but, like, but when you're fighting you fight relegation say if you're in the fucking ship you yeah. yeah there's yeah. a difference and he played on the Monday and I think he came off after about 65 minutes and just went nah I'm done I, like, I've, I've done it Miami's done it or something like that again I thought you shit house. but it, was, it wasn't it was just him there was other players who were in that dressing they had some good trainers uh, Lee Grant who's at Man United now the number three keeper, goalkeeper yeah. brilliant Tom, trainer Tommy top Spur goalkeeper good, good Tommy trainer. Spur they had Mark Beavers who was in there young kid and they all wanted to do well yeah. they were the good trainers Tommy Spur was a really good trainer really nice kid as yeah. well Darren Potter I don't know if yeah. he was around yeah. Uh, yeah he was yeah Yeah, the same Mel's were Mel's there then the no no he wasn't he'd, he'd left but like th- those lads used to train hard but then they had a batch of like Jermaine Johnson you remember him yeah. so Whoa. much ability right but then you'd watch him in training and he'd go you lazy bastard really Johnson the centre half would he have been there I'm not sure if he was there or not. I, I mean I can't remember all the names to be honest with you. there's a lot of young lads coming through and everything but like, I just remember like individuals and then you go in a dressing room he'd have three in the corner over there what would you get up to last night this was on that Saturday night I was talking about before oh I got in at four in the morning like, my legs knackered now I'm going to go in the medical room I'm not training today and he was like 
what chance you got. Yeah. Things I like. I like Leon. I've played with him a couple of times. Clarky. Yeah. Nice lad. Yeah, that's what, that's uh, what I mean. And it's it's just frustrating. I, I just don't think he likes football enough. But he always said he's always anywhere he's been, he's done well to start with. Because he goes on loan. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then goes and signs his contract. Yeah, that's or, it. Yeah. I mean, who's play for now? Sheffield United. Sheffield, yeah, he came yeah. on the other week. He went on loan to Wigan, didn't he? But I mean, he's, he's he a Sheffield there? United because he came off the bench in a. It might have been the Southampton game because I was there. I was covering the game and he came off the bench uh, for the last ten or fifteen minutes. And I'm thinking, how the hell are you still playing and Premier League football? <laughs> yeah. But he had he had a couple of seasons. The, the clubs he went, he left. After, he had a really good talent. Scored loads league. of goals, and I'm like, all right, he's actually got his act together now. Mm. But I don't know what he's still like Monday to Friday now. But I'm I'm the like. I'm old school. Train well Monday to Friday. You've got half a chance of playing well yeah. on a Saturday. Woof. I think he's looking after himself because I was last with him at Bury and he was in good nick. Well, you've got, just, you got, you got to look good in the bars in Marbella, yeah. aren't you? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to look that fucking great in the ones in Benidorm. Hey, <laughs> I, I can get away with a vest in Benidorm. <laughs> but that, that was it. That's what put me off with the standard of player and the training sessions and everything every day. And just like, the I got mentality. 35 and I just, uh, I just went, I'm done. I'm done with all the travelling and everything. And I just like was like, right, that's me. And I got offers after to play. Uh, do you know what? I played, talk about charity games. I played at Bury. played at Gig Lane. I think they were playing after us in the game. We played, like they called the All-Stars who I played with, like Coronation Street lads and Hollyoaks and everything. And we played against this, this Bury 11. It wasn't the, the team. And you know when you've had a good game and you've scored a couple of goals and it was a charity game and one of their coaches, I think it was their first team coach was in the, in the stands watching the game. He went, what are you up to these days? I went, I said, no, nothing. I said, I'm just doing my media work and everything. He went, he said, uh, he said do you want to come down and start training with us? I went, go and fuck off. <laughs> said, you've got no chance. <laughs> I went, I said, says he won it. I, said, I might be all right playing against these 50-year-olds. I said, put me with some 21-year-olds. you got no chance. <laughs> fucking Kevin Webster at fucking right. <laughs> I can tell him when you were asshole all, all day, every day, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. I was like... Got fucking Ken Barlow at fucking right. <laughs> It was two years after I retired. I'm like, is this guy fucking taking the piss out of me? Or what? So he's got a chance, fucking Tyrone up top. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> mental it was. Yeah. Uh, so what are you do now? Just uh, media work and yeah, all the media work and it's, uh, which I love. I love being at the grounds and everything. I still think you know going to a ground and getting that smell as you walk into a ground and, and like just soaking up the atmosphere. I'm not bothered where it's at. But I'm quite lucky because I live in Manchester, so it's, it's one week it's United, City, Liverpool, Everton. You know, I get Burnley quite a lot, so I'm I'm pretty lucky to be fair. The grounds that I go to. So and do you not like, miss football at all? Like the actual playing bit, you know, like the no the buzzer playing and all that. So you do some weeks, but like overall, I would say no. And like I'm I'm now, and obviously I've got to watch the games because you've got to keep an eye on them and everything. But you, if there's golf, one of the majors on the TV, golf, and there's a game of football at the same time, I watch the golf. And I'll, I'll like record the football and I'll, I'll I'll go back to it. I like that. I'm a celebrity at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it for the first time was, the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's, who's on tonight? Uh, Preston, West Brom? Fuck that, man. I'm getting a look in. I want to see somebody eating a camel arse. <laughs> Fuck that. Would you go in? Oh, fucking love to. Yeah, me too. Love to. I'd love to. I got a letter once asking. I got an email asking if I'd go in. And that's all it was. And I was like, reply was 100% yes. I never heard anything after that. I was fucking devastated. It's the only way that I'm about to lose some fucking timber. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I love, I love the show. Yeah, I, haven't, I. I haven't so much watched it this year, but every year before it, I've watched it. 
Um, in a heartbeat. Well, cheers, Mickey. Uh, cheers, Mickey. Yeah, thank Top you. All right, boys, I've enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Reminiscing about me old days. It sounds like you were surprised that you enjoyed it. Fucking hell. <laughs> you never know what's coming with you lot. I've seen a few of the things that you've done. I'm like, oh my fucking God, what have I put myself in for? I'm going to walk in, they're going to put a mask on my face and say, right, we're going for a scrap or something like that. Yeah, we've got a couple of Polish ultras behind this, behind this curtain here. Knock <laughs> yourself out. Oh, I enjoyed that, mate. Thank you very Cheers. much. No, it was top class. Cheers. Thanks a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.